right. Good morning, class. Welcome to Art Eater podcast number 57. Uh, today's topic, it's a continuation of our last recording. We're talking about game advertisements, the good, the bad, and the what the heck were they thinking? All right. So uh, last week on podcast number 56, I think we, we covered a lot of the like uh, WTF kind of kind of ads uh, that, that we've seen throughout our lives. You know, so um, if you're listening, if you missed the last one, go ahead and uh, go to uh, arteater.com, A-R-T-E-A-T-E-R.com. Uh, and you can catch up on uh, last week's episode where uh, we talk about some pretty, pretty strange uh, ads from the past. Um, I think today we're going to go into more of uh, ads that we just remember uh, pretty fondly uh, throughout, you know, throughout our lives, maybe stretching back to our childhoods. Uh, but before we get uh, into that, uh, first, I just want to do a quick round of introductions. Uh, I'm your host, Richmond. I'm uh, one of the founders of Art Eater. I've been uh, doing games and making games and animation for a long time now. Oh, gosh. Uh, still uh, make games, run my own studio called uh, BitEgg, and I'm uh, just super happy to be here every week, uh, hanging out with my bros and just talking about fun stuff. Uh, and with me today is Adam. Yo, what's up, everybody? How you all doing? Okay, so yeah, it's uh, it's Richmond and I today. Uh, we do, uh, we're, we're the skeleton crew at the moment. We're just keeping the ship going. But yeah, I'm really happy just to be here once again. It's always a lot of fun, and I'm really you know pumped and psyched to be able to be speaking about the ads, which have been important to me in my life. So yeah, let's uh, let's get right into it. All right. I mean, I, this was, you know, when, when you suggested this topic, at first I was like, huh, game ads, okay. I mean, I, I guess that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And then just the more I thought about it, it's like, oh my gosh, like there's so much to talk about. Because I mean, literally every game you can think of, uh, there was an ad, ad campaign to go with it. And it's like, I know. There, there's so many angles that we could approach this from. So, um, gosh, so, I don't even so know where many. to start. Uh, so. Tell tell me like what what's on your mind you know what 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 comes to mind when you're thinking game ads? Okay, there are so many ads which I think about all of the time, very very often actually. But one of them is for Mario Kart DS. So a long time ago, uh, back when I was a little kid, my family and I we went to the US for a trip, and we went to go visit some people, some family friends, and then we also went to go to a family friend uh, wedding as well so we were there for a little bit for i think like three weeks or something like that it was quite a while actually it was years and years ago but that was around the time that like the nintendo ds was coming out and it was just an absolutely amazing trip a really good time but one of the highlights of that trip was the fact that we got this nintendo ds which we'd never you know really played before we'd seen it we'd heard about it but we had never owned it ourselves. And we, we thankfully, you know, thanks to our parents and stuff, we were able to procure one. And then, yeah, it was, nice. a, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot, a lot of fun. I remember just vividly being so excited and hyped to just like hold it and like touch it and like see it and stuff. It was crazy. We actually got it. Um, we went on that trip in, uh, I think it must have been late, late 2004 or like early 2005 but i know for a fact that like the ds like wasn't out in the uk yet but we got one from there and we brought it like back over to england and people were like oh my gosh like kids on our nice. street they were like this is so cool like what's this oh my gosh and we were like yeah we got like a nintendo ds it's like oh my gosh my sister used to carry it around in this big black case it was really cool but what am i talking about with respect to mario kart so there was this advert and I, I remember I remember seeing this um, advert years like later on, like a, a little bit later on, maybe months later on, I don't know. But 
it was basically this really strange but really funny like ad and it was just showing all of these different people from different places well the, the, there was a there were japanese people playing other people from different places like in the world and they were all utilizing the uh the feature that would allow people to race wirelessly so they could play with play with each other and they race all of and, and just you know just compete against each other from all around the world and stuff so i'm going to post like that in right now but yeah like, it was really funny and it, it would always just make me laugh you had people being very um very sort of like overplayed like versions like of each other and it was just really really silly and over the top and like the music was crazy and like everything was really just over the top and yeah i, I really enjoyed that i really enjoyed it oh i posted the wrong one this is the draft yeah sorry the one that was it, it was the japanese ad that i saw like later on like after after i'd played the game and stuff but it was really just funny just to watch these people all pretend to race. There was a guy sat on the toilet and like he was pretending to race and like the toilet itself was kind of like his like cart, like in a sense. Like that was kind of like funny. Or like the fact that you had people who were just, you know, there's like a French dude in like a big like turtleneck and he's like, Oh, I'm gonna win this race. And then like there's a person from America in like a diner with like a like a mullet and like a mustache. <laughs> And then there's like a person in Italy with like a really peak cap and like a pink sweater and they're eating like spaghetti. Like, but it's all like the same actor. It's all the same like guy. Yeah. So every time someone does something to each other, so if someone throws like a shell at another, uh, another character or whatever, as you do in the games, or if they drop a banana as you, as you would, like the, as, the, as you see each character, each character in, in the game react, like the actual actor reacts as well. So like if you do something to someone, the other person's like, oh, oh you got me or I'm going to get you next time type of thing. It's, it was very cool. And I just like that. I like the cheesiness of it. Like, there's a real sort of um, a real sort of put on cheesiness, cheesiness of ads from this time. And I think that it's kind of um, it's funny how genuine it comes across, just in the fact that they're trying to sell you on how much fun that they're having and how silly it is and how silly the situations look. But on top of that, it's just really nice to see the uh, the costume work, but also just like ads from this time. They had a they had a charm there that was very uh, tangible. And yeah, that was one of my favorite ads from uh, from the past there for sure. I've got a bunch but yeah. that one always sticks out to me I'm watching it right now I think uh, it, this ad pulls off an impressive uh, tightrope act in that it, it's um, I mean technically they're, they're playing off of national stereotypes and it's a Japanese yeah. man dressed as all these different nationalities but it, mm -hmm. it does not come across as offensive it's just silly right? like, yeah. It's just like, yeah exactly exactly yeah. exactly and like they're not they're not really like saying anything specific and like they're just sort of like it's the it's the ways in which they're dressed and stuff as well and like honestly the fact that it is like all the same person and like they're just doing like just different facial expressions and like they're just going whoa whoa like it's just like it, it yeah it, it always uh it always made me laugh a ton yeah. i used to i used to like watching this one a lot i like how yeah. the um the the italian guy uh is is holding a fork in in one of his hands as he's playing and it's like attached yes, to yeah, like a yeah. big bowl of spaghetti yeah 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 it's really really cool yeah. i i like the fact that um as well when when they're when they're doing like different things to each other like you can actually see them like them react so the person that throws the shell has a reaction to the other person getting hit like by it and there's a face that one of the guys makes that always makes me laugh every time i think about it yeah. it's this one here which i'm going to put in but like it's the yeah, it's the french person it's 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 the <laughs> it's the guy playing the french person's like face after yeah. he does something to somebody he, he just like so yeah smug. you like that don't you? Yeah, yeah i'm gonna do it again. exactly it's a, it's a perfect like smugness to it and yeah. i'm just like yeah i like that uh -huh. i like that a ton I wish we had Thomas yeah. here to get his reaction. <laughs> I, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, do, well, if we if we can, I'll have to re-show it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have to see, yeah. get, get the Thomas reaction on yeah. this one. But yeah, this is kind of like what our podcast would be like if we all played this game or something, right? Like, yeah. I'm here in England, you're over there in Thailand. Like, everyone's just like doing like different stuff. Like, we'd yeah. have Thomas from France. Yeah, we'd have the boys from the US. Like, yeah, we, we could we could definitely right. pull one of these off. We, we got to do a gaming session sometime. Just the uh, World Warriors simultaneous. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Would you know? Do you know what we need? Okay, so we'll do we'll do we'll do like a fighting game of some of some sort, and then we'll get we'll get washed by James and Thomas. I'm sure. I'll I'll, I'll get <laughs> yeah. some points. And I'll I'll, right, I'll yeah, give some you'll, people. You'll get some. Do, some I'll do a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'll get. Yeah. I'll get some hits and I'll get some, I can, yeah. I can hold my own a little bit. I, I can do a little bit. Surprise okay. you guys. But yeah, we'll do that. And then we'll, we'll also do like some, something else as well. Like, I don't know. Like, oh, we, I could bring you guys over to the dark side and like get you guys into some Yu-Gi-Oh or something and show you guys oh, how dude, that works. Oh, that'd be fun, yeah. Yeah, get you guys into some, yeah. get you guys into some Pokemon stuff or something like that as well. Something a bit more my speed. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's the, that's that game. That's that game ad. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. The DS was like a treasure trove for like adverts. Like that era of Nintendo, they were just going wild they, yeah. they had this um this slogan and they would often just put it on at the end of a at the end or before like ads and stuff and it would say like touch me and it was like whoa like they were really running with that just the idea of you know like the ds as a as an object to be to be touched in a somewhat pseudo like sexual manner like they, they would be like they'd have like a woman's voice and she'd be like touch me like it's a nintendo <laughs> ds like we're going to be coming out like this time of the year like later on or whatever and everyone would be like oh well, that's cool and then the lost people bought it but like yeah that's definitely a thing which i remember um seeing and like hearing later on too yeah definitely yeah that's a fun one um also want to point yeah. out um it, in that ad uh japan is represented by luigi who i mean he was canonically Italian too, so there's like two Italian guys. Mm-hmm. There's like a weird yeah. meta quality of a Japanese guy playing Luigi representing Japan. Yeah. And then also another Italian guy who like uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really, really it's, like it's so it's silly, so absurd. Uh, it's silliness so silly. on yeah, and I, that's the thing as well, because like the fact that it's all the same guy as well, yeah, and like they're all they all have like the same mustache. Yes, and, like, they all have the Luigi laugh, mustache. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it just it make, it just makes me laugh just the fact that like they they managed to pull this off so nicely, yeah. and like they're all doing these different faces depending on where it is that they came in the race, and yeah, it's just yeah, yeah it's really really nice. <laughs> it, it always um, yeah. always made me smile. I want to ask, how did you come across this commercial? Like, like did did okay, you just so, stumble across it back in the day? Like, how did you see it? Okay, so I I came across this commercial on the internet, like literally like on YouTube, like years ago, years ago, years ago. Like I think it, I, I'm I'm unsure if like the actual video that I just sent you is the video I watched like over ten years ago. YouTube's mm. like that, it actually yeah. might be. But like from what it is, I'm seeing there are comments here from like seven, eight, nine, ten years ago so this might be it but yeah anyway like yeah i used to surf the internet all the time looking for ads and trailers for different games as lots of people did but i was just like obsessed with like media from different places and i would be as i've said before terminally online so i would just be like online all of the time and i would love to just watch like ads from like other countries like tv and stuff like that all the time so for example like i used to this is weird i used to watch like state farm ads like on like the internet and stuff <laughs> so like I, I remember like old like jingles and stuff like all yeah. that like a good neighbor all that stuff like so it's like and most people would be like why do you know about that because i'm just like i don't know man i'm just like a i'm, I'm like a, an enjoyer of like 
other places like commercial media. I don't know. It's just, it's just odd. To <laughs> yeah. me. I've, I've always been interested in that. So yeah, like there are there are a lot of different things which I which I thought and think are really cool that always get you know shown to me just I don't know by, via the nature of uh, the yeah. YouTube algorithm. Yeah. You know, I, I I've always I always liked seeing commercials from other countries too, like uh, mm -hmm. just randomly on stuff. I mean, I, I like. I don't know. I, I don't know if I should say this, but like, you know, once in a while you bit oh. you bit torrent something and it's from like the UK and uh -huh. he, uh, you know, I'll see like, oh, it's like, oh, okay. This is how they advertise to people like in, in England, right? Or like, absolutely. You know, um, or like, like I, I totally understand like your advantage by just looking the stuff up. Like I, I remember the early pre pre YouTube days of the internet, like, um, you know, uh, people would just share, uh, randomly share, like, just crazy Japanese commercials. Um, I, I, I'm going to post one of them. So this is one of my favorites from around this era, too. Uh, it's the uh, Japanese commercial for Devil May Cry for the very first game. And um, wow. yeah, go, go ahead, take a look. I it, am, I am. It's Let's a go. really silly commercial. So this is for the PS2 game. Yeah, this is the very oh, first Devil May Cry. Bad. <laughs> yeah, she's she's really upset. Mm. Yeah, to um just to to give context, that that was uh the first, you know, character uh stylish character action game, right? It was it was really one mm -hmm. of the first games to figure out how to do uh action uh heavy duty action in in 3D, right? Cuz uh, mm -hmm. uh, that really was an unanswered question uh, early on in the PS2 era. Uh and then this commercial rather than being like a real serious affair, um and really, it, it barely has anything to do with the game, right? It's, it, you don't see Dante, right? You don't see um, any of the characters. Instead, you see, uh, you know, this this beautiful woman and this handsome man. They're all dressed up. It looks like they're out for, like, maybe their anniversary or something. But something's gone terribly wrong, right? Like, Absolutely. the woman is holding this bouquet of roses, but she is deeply unhappy. She's, she's, she's crying. Upset. And, you know, there's like the guy, presumably her boyfriend or maybe her fiance. He's done something to terribly upset her. And oh. uh, yeah. And so she he's just kind of standing there and then she's, you know, she's crying and, and then she's kind of like lightly hitting him with the bouquet. Right. She's she's kind of losing, you know, gets lost in the depth of her emotions. Yeah, sure. oh, yeah. Yeah. And at first he's like, you know, hey, hey, like it'll be OK. And then she hits him harder and harder until finally you're like, whoa, she's doing some damage. And then finally, yeah, she's just doing a combo on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does a combo on him. She does an upward swipe that launches him into the air, and then she uh, finishes him off with uh, uh, a bottle of champagne. She uncorks it, and it blasts him in the face. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it's like just such a silly way to introduce, uh, you know, the gameplay to this game. It, it's very authentic to the, like the actual experience of playing Devil May Cry. You know, um, as far as Absolutely. I remember, this was the first game with uh uh launchers in 3d right that that was you know like uh maybe pretty much just a fighting game concept at this point right early 2000s like maybe if you played some some of the capcom versus games you'd have a yes. concept of like you know combo into a launcher and then follow them into the air uh and then mm -hmm. devil may cry took all that um took you know this idea of long complex combos put it into a full Free, free roaming uh, 3d game and it uh you know they were they were able to extend the combos mixing the melee combat with distance attacks with the rifles and gosh this was just such like a funny way to 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 riff off of it to do it yeah, yeah. 
I really liked it. Just the fact that like you could see how upset she was, but then you see her as she's like hitting him with this bouquet of flowers. Like she's literally like picking up speed, like picking up pace. Like yeah. she hits him like once, then twice, then three times. It's like, oh my gosh, she's really she's really going for him. Like, what does this guy do? But also like damn, this this lady's really going for it. Like yeah. Yeah, just I, I love stuff like that. Yeah. It it always makes me smile. Just seeing that someone can take such a such a situation and then find a way to make it, you know, palatable in a in a comedic sense. But on yeah. top of that, also mixing actual concepts from the thing that they're trying to sell. It's a mark of a good advert, in my opinion. Yeah. But on top of that, it's just, it's just good writing. It's yeah. just really really well put together. Yeah, it, it's only fifteen seconds long, but like you know, it it tells this whole like story. Story leaves, mm-hmm. leaves room for imagination, and it sells the game. Like I'm still talking about it. Like, you know, it's yeah. been what, like, fifteen? I don't know how many years since the game came out. It's many been a long years, time. Many years. Probably almost. Yeah. Oh, goodness, it's been almost twenty years. I still remember this yeah. commercial. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. That's cool. I like it. I like it. I also love the fact that as well, like not just like the way that it's shot, but like just like the coloration on all of it too. Like just the fact that it's like it's like, it it it's shot like a like a telenovela type thing. You know, like the, the, oh, the yeah, way yeah, that they totally. close up on her face. Like yeah. it's it's shot like a drama. Like yeah. like 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 this guy is really upset this woman in a in a in a TV show and like in a soap that you'd watch or something. We we call them yes. like soaps here and stuff, but yeah, like yeah, it's it's one of those things which I really enjoy watching. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same U.S. Uh, call them soap operas. Although I, I don't soap know, if, operas, yeah, I don't know yeah. if the U.S. still makes soap operas. They they kind of mutated into like prestige TV. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's, that that just gave me a whole other idea for another topic. We'll speak about that later. Okay, I'm sure. But okay. I just had another 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 big old topic idea in my brain. But no, I cannot do that right now. <laughs> I cannot. But what I can do. Right. What I can do for you though, Richmond, is I can go into another game advert for you right now. So All right, let's hear out. it. Boom. Lost the game. What? <laughs> Lost the video game. I yep. didn't even Lost know there was a video, video game. game. TV ad for it. You didn't know? Oh, okay. So let me tell you something about this game, my friend. This okay. was the first. Hear it again. This was <laughs> the first game I ever played on a PlayStation 3. What? This game. The first game lost, yeah, oh. lost the game, lost the video right. game. Okay, this was a this was a family, this was a, Ma- a Mattis family classic here. This was a, <laughs> a family game. Every every yeah, 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 every time we had something new for our for our family, we'd we'd experience it together, right? So, oh, what nice. what did we do when we got our our, our PS3 in two thousand eight? We were like, okay, moving to a new house, new PS3, new new vibes, new fun times. So, what do my parents do? Boom, family game night. What does that mean? Playing board games sometimes, I guess so, but also PS3 altogether. So yeah, we'd we'd play this game, but do you know what's funny? Like since I was kind of like the most like game inclined at the time, mm-hmm. like they would just give me the controller and like I would play the game, and everyone else would like commentate. <laughs> <laughs> so like I would just be playing like lost the video game, and I'd be going around this like island talking about finding like these numbers and like all this stuff was uh, occurring and all these character plots were unfolding. But yeah, I remember this happening. I remember this game being. Um, I'm not sure about how popular it was. Oh, also, um, shout out to uh, Billiam, um, Twitter mutual of mine. Uh, absolutely wonderful uh, video essayist and uh, online content creator. Makes fantastic videos. You should go check out his video about Lost. He has a fantastic series about this, and it's a really great video where he goes and deep dives into the you know parts of the show, its creation, the characters, what he thinks of it, how much he loves it, all that stuff. He's a great dude. He's really cool makes a good video on it. Just wanted to mention that now. But so yeah, this game trailer is really wild. So it starts off, right, the, with a plain like opening as a, as you are inside of it. You, if, you know, you're looking, 
looking through the through it from a first person view. So like, you're seeing like people just fall like out of the sky, and it's like wild. Like the plane is like you know it's unfolding in in mid air. It's like opening up like a like a present. It's awful. So you see that obviously people are falling out of the sky. You are watching, and then it sort of like goes into a big old uh, like a big old cut. Like and you're you're watching a cutscene, and then you're watching these two characters speak about like you know oh did you remember what happened in the crash? Like what happened here? Then these people are arguing, and then you start to watch different characters start to argue even more then it cuts back to different explosions and different parts of the game story again and i was just really intrigued by this i saw this again this got uploaded in 2009 no 2008 boom ubisoft, ubisoft uh, they uploaded this yeah the uk television ad for lost the video game but i remember watching this back wow yeah literally in 2008 then was when i would have seen this but i was just absolutely just like enamored by the idea of like the story just the idea of just even like it sounds like odd to say but just like watching a plane like do that like just like i'd never seen like a plane like crash like before like, the idea of it i understood but just the fact that like it seemed so like realistic in that sense do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it, it, the way in which like the video posits it listener uh it's it literally happening like around you like around like your eyes so like you're sat there and like you're just watching like the plane like open up like in front of your face and then like you see people fall and then you see like, just like you know what would be underneath you like the sea right like you see just underneath like a plane whilst it's in the air so it's just everything below you and it's just like you see that only for a brief few seconds but like that imagery always stuck in my mind and i thought wow like i've never you know seen a, a game ad or trailer or anything else like that really stick with me that way so yeah that's one of my other you know yeah. favorites yeah it's a great opening shot and it's all it's all cg it's all like very stylized cg yep. so it's not it's not like actors mm-hmm. it's not like photo real but it's it's still super engrossing and it's um I, i'd say this is actually more exciting than than the actual show right like like mm-hmm. oh, the, the, the plane yeah. falling uh, apart and it's very iconic i think that that probably doesn't that predate the uh batman uh batman movie with bane I, the opening with yeah the, uh, yeah it, it does it does it does it does i was yeah. it's funny i was just watching that scene recently i've been on a Great this scene. is this is a random tangent but i absolutely yeah that's the dark knight rises yeah. Yeah, yeah i've been i've been on a i've been on a batman tangent recently so i've been watching clips from all of the batman movies but especially batman the dark knight and the dark knight rises and i've just been watching heath ledger's joker and all that stuff uh, rest in peace obviously but yeah just like just the characterization and the ability to bring so much to a character which was so popular and so well loved but also at the same time set a standard for not just like how the joker can be portrayed but just you know for the work of actors like generally just such a powerful and haunting and just you know just a performance with such longevity to it i really yeah i really um i've just been thinking about that and those movies a lot but just to fast forward even again like that scene which you're referencing there that occurred in the dark knight which in the dark knight rise which came out years later that was a tom hardy's bane and he was in essence just talking to people about um you know what it is that his plans were and he's like did there's a guy i think it was like a cia dude he's like did you want to get caught on purpose and he was like yes of course i wanted us to get caught on purpose all that stuff <laughs> and it's like it's, it's just crazy in the way that he could just plan things ahead so much or there's the whole you know the the part which everybody loves the old, the old like oh if i take that mask off will it be painful and he's like yes for you and it's just like <laughs> yeah like that's a that's him you know he's, he's just making sure you know he's, he's always putting his authority on the situation and i i just love the fact that as, as a character like that you could just you know grab the scene by by the throat in essence and just take control of everything that was going on but there's one last last part because you just got me on this little tangent now sorry. Yeah, 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 but uh there's a part there's a part there's a part in the in the build in that in the build-up of this of that scene 
just in case anyone doesn't know, uh, Bane, uh, he hijacks a plane and then in, you know, he gets captured on purpose and then he gets a plane to hijack the plane that he's, you know, currently on. And then he dismantles the plane whilst he's on it, turns the plane from obviously, you know, horizontal as planes should be to vertical. He chops its wings like off the, the wings of the plane. They fall off because of it being vertical. They get, they get blown off. And then like he basically, um, he undoes parts of the plane and they fall off like around him. And he basically captures one person from inside of that plane. So it's crazy. But one of the people that he's with, one of the henchmen, he says like to them as they're, as they're taking off their gear, because you know they're about to jump from one plane to another plane in essence. They're kind of about to like abseil out of the plane. It's kind of odd. But yeah, like he says, no brother, like one of us must stay in the wreckage. Like they will, they will expect one of us in the wreckage. So like one guy who just came along on the mission who like didn't know that he was going to die, like he's with Bane now and they're about to leave the plane. And he's like, no. You must stay. Like you have to die because like this will look weird if they if none of us are dead. So you've got to stay here. And the guy's like, yeah, I'm like devoted to your cause. Like yes, I will do it. Like I will die now. And they just like, accept it. And it's just like wow, like loyalty to the to the cause and all that stuff is crazy. But yeah, sorry, I, I've been watching all those scenes for like the past like seven days, like nonstop, just like taking notes and analyzing something because I'm trying to write something similar. But yeah, it's cool. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. But to bring us all the way back. Yes, uh, lost uh, the video game. <laughs> lost the video game. Uh, yeah, I, I love that ad. That had a really cool advert. We used to, uh, well, we used to. We have stores here called Game, like stores. It, it's a, it's a brand. It's, it's a chain of stores here which sell games. Think like a, think like GameStop in in America. It's just ours is just called just Game, G A M E. And uh, yeah, I, I remember going into that store all the time as a child and trying to look at different games which I saw from ads which I'd seen on TV or on YouTube or whatever. So yeah, big big vibes on that here because Lost was definitely one of those. Wow. Nice. Mm-hmm. Never Absolutely. even knew about that one. Cool. Yep. Alright. Yeah. I got I got a fun one for you. Okay. Let's so go. I'm, I'm going to take you back to uh, 1994. Okay. This Let's is uh, w one of the uh, most memorable uh, TV commercials Whoa. for a video game that I remember from my, my childhood. Uh, I think I would have been in middle school then. And uh, this is the ad for Final Fantasy 3, or really, everyone knows it as Final Fantasy 6 now. But back then, it was released in the U.S. as Final Fantasy 3. Uh, this was just, you know, this was several years into video games being somewhat mainstream, but not fully accepted as like a, a viable artistic yeah. medium exactly, but they were commercially starting to do well. And I, I just remember um, I was so excited for this game. I had been a huge fan of Final Fantasy since like the first one for the NES. And so, you know, me and my friends, uh, we were, we were um, precocious ahead of our times. We were already referring it to it as Final Fantasy VI, reading up about it in, you know, the uh, EGM and game fan and stuff and then uh one day this ad came on TV like I I totally back then like Squaresoft Square it was not even Square Enix yet they weren't exactly a household name and then all of a sudden primetime mm -hmm. like you saw this commercial for Final Fantasy 3 and it is such a strange commercial um it's a stop motion commercial and it, it's it beautifully done and uh, the first thing you see is um, a casting room. It's, there's a sign that says Final Fantasy yeah. 3 casting, and it's pointing to a door, you know, your classic Hollywood door with, like, it says glass, and written on the glass says casting office. And you see this, uh, you know, you see this um, ominous shadow, and it's, like, monstrous, and it knocks the door down. And then inside, sitting at a desk, is a Moogle. It's Mog, mm -hmm. uh, which is one of the characters of the game. And the funny thing is, like, 
he's not really a central character of the game if you play it, but I guess he was sort of like the mascot, mm-hmm. kind of. Um, Absolutely. So this was a weird. The Googles have been like a, a yeah. mascot for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the the commercial is interesting because it's sort of in this interstitial era where like they are doing some effort to represent the game, but it's almost like they still feel like they have to trick American people into buying a game they normally wouldn't because you know this was a, a, a japanese yeah. rpg in 1994 um they were actually already pretty very very popular with gamers but i guess to a broad audience they just decided okay well let's we'll take the mascot character we'll make the game look like it's about him and then it's like so the idea is it's a casting call he's looking for monsters except he's just like vaporizing them uh so he's just like <laughs> oh come in and then you know he, he, the monster is like, Arr! and then he just shoots out his force lightning, which he doesn't do in the game ever. Yeah. And the monster melts into, a, you know, <laughs> just a, crumbles into a pile of dust. And then um, it, mm-hmm. it's beautifully done, though. And the thing is, like, the monsters Absolutely. are actually from the game. So whoever executed on the animation, they actually put, you know, like, they knew did it. some of they their knew research. What was going on, yeah. Yeah. And it's really beautifully done. And Mog has like a it's a 2D animated mouth on top of um, the stop motion. Oh, and he's voiced by um, uh, uh, Jason Alexander. You know, because George Costanza uh. from Seinfeld is this Moogle. Wow. And he's just always, he's going next, and you know, there's this crazy monster, and then he's just vaporizing them, and then like one of them is even hand drawn. It's just like a, you know, ghostly yes. ghoul, and it's. Um, he's, he's and like he says, next. "Ooh, scary!" Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because it. they're all pretty good approximations of this. The the Amano uh, designed monsters, like whoever mm-hmm. made it, really cared to do a good job. But um, yeah, so it's it, it doesn't necessarily reflect the game, but uh, it's it's memorable. And I, I guess in a way, especially back then uh, when there was you know no no constant connectivity to the internet it was just important just to get people to even know what what you're saying at yeah. all right so mm-hmm. so it, it it did its job it was memorable like absolutely did That's not awesome. reflect the game but it, it is fun and it, it, very memorable yeah that's so cool. Oh, I love stuff like that, especially when you've got characters which kind of, you know, like they're, they're, they're portrayed in a way that is not as they are in the actual games, no, but they've done yeah. so with a type of yeah, with a type of characterization that's instantly like memorable. Like I love that stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you just got me. You've got me thinking about all those, um, all different kinds of old, uh, like claymation, like animation, yeah, yeah, yeah. like stop motion stuff, like now, and all the stuff I used to watch, like the Clangers and all these different shows and all that stuff. Oh man, super super cool. But yeah, all right, let's go to a different one now. All right. Oh my gosh, this is this is a good one. All right, so this is kind of wild because like I ended up finding out about this like way later on, like in time and stuff. But it's one of these which make, which makes me happy when I think about it. So let me just like get this ready. Cool. So check this out. There was a there's a really odd like old um. What's the best way to put it? There's a really odd old old trailer which I found on the internet one time a long time ago. And I was like, this is one of the coolest things that I've ever seen in my entire life. And it is the Killer7 E3 trailer. Ooh. So this, yeah, so so this is just so well shot. It's so well done. It is 
so cool. Like I'd heard of, I think I told you guys before, but like I had heard of Killer Seven like for years. I'd heard of it for ages and ages and ages and ages. And then just in terms of, in 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 re-researching for what it is that we talk about today, I kind of re-remembered that I'd actually seen this trailer for it before, and I was like, oh my gosh, like. I haven't seen this in ages. This video, by the way, just in terms of like YouTube upload dates or whatever, I think YouTube started in like 2004 or something like that. I think the first yeah, time I that. ever used it, yeah, the first time I ever used it was in 2004, 2005, just for like a timescale thing for everybody. But this video that I've just showed Richmond now was uploaded in 2006. So just to think about like that in terms of like where this video kind of like sits in terms of like internet like date history like this is this is an old video what i'm talking about but yeah like it's just so well shot like i just remember seeing this guy in this like white suit walking around and i was like bro like this looks so cool like i don't know what any of this is i'm here looking at this stuff and i'm just like this is just so cool looking like just the way that the game itself is it's shot it's so, done so in such like, a cinematic fashion but like this here, the music, the way it cuts in, just like this really nice, like kind of grungy, almost like instrumental kind of like it's a not instrumental, but like um industrial type of like feel to it. Like it has a very heavy punkish like two thousands, yeah. obviously it is, but like early mid two thousands vibe to it. Like and it feels like such a product of its time. But at the same time, if someone did something like this today, it would still be cool. Like it would still be like something that someone would be like interested in. Like just just like the way it's shot. It's shot like an intro to like a TV show. Or, or or an intro to like a long to like a long um like a like a long form like film like a movie or something like that. like a like a really like a classic like cool ass like pulp fiction ass looking movie like it's just really really cool and like I love the way that like so many interesting angles are utilized I love the constant red at the top as on top and bottom of the screen it's kind of got that like that letterboxing going on but instead of the black the red like blood red that always stuck in my eye there that was cool just the way that they utilize like silhouettes as well like, that's a big thing in this game because again like in terms of its cell shading and like, the way that they utilize like the darkness like i've always loved that about these games like just the way that they can cast figures and shapes out of literal you know black and color you know like black and blue black and red black and white like it's always like a dark co uh, harsh contrast of the black and then it, a slow gradient fill into another brighter color or whatever they do that all the time with the walls with the doors with all the different things in this game but yeah like visually i think it just it, it, it all ties together so well it's so succinct it's so you know instantly readable and that's what i like about it yeah it, it's got a timeless quality to it because it's just it's so cool you know and it's mm -hmm. like um, yeah it doesn't feel like it's trying too hard either i think like it exactly. has that like sort of um that 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 like devil may care punk attitude to it yes. um and i think it really did a good job of uh Kind of referencing like the film of the era like it it feels like it could mm -hmm. be like a you know takashi Miike film or something like yeah. it, it's got that that kind of cool like grunginess to it but um that that was like super fresh for for video games then and it still would Absolutely. be now like there's a that's what i'm saying yeah there's a maturity to it um a playful maturity to it because it's like really bloody but not I, I it's hard to describe it's it's super cool though yeah 
yeah. Yeah. Very, very surreal, as I'm sure people will always say about this game. And a lot of games uh, underneath this, uh, the, the, the creators are uh, wings of these games. But I think, yeah, I, I really and truly just enjoy the way that this game perfectly encapsulates like its personality, its own sort of like, you know, digital fingerprint and handprint. And I think that it's got a very real a very tangible kind of like you said that grungy kind of feel to it like does it you say that word for a reason do you know what i mean it's like it, it really it evokes that that grunge that 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 playful like maturity as you said here and also on top of all of that it's just so in your face it's so direct it's so cut to the point but i i really enjoy it yeah it's really really cool nice love it yeah I also said as well, I like as well. It's like directed like by Suda Fifty One, but like it's sort of it's there like in that kind of again that movieish sense, and like it's got the interspersed you know Grasshopper Capcom, but like it's just in between different cuts and different shots. Like it's not it's it's very non traditional, but it's yeah. also at the same time it feels like it's from like it's for a different medium for film. Like but it's but it's not. It's for it's for a game. It's just yeah, it's really really that, cool. That that's a good point. That um. I mean, I think at the time, like people didn't necessarily know who he was, right? Like <clears throat> mm-hmm. in Japan, he would have been more famous for doing like visual novels. That... <laughs> Excuse me. Um, he wasn't like so, a yeah. known quantity in the U.S., but this game was so stylish that the moment you you, you put someone's name on it, it's so stylish that the the commercial itself backs up that name. It's it's not telling mm-hmm. you like you know who this is. You should play this it's like you should know who this is because you you know yes. you want to play this so remember this guy's name and that's yeah, exactly a bold bold statement extremely bold <laughs> extremely bold and on top of that too it's like it's so it's so direct and it's it's so um instantly memorable in that there's so much going on but like again it's kind of like what uh, this is kind of random but like i think it's a part of like why it is that people love those like clips like out of context like channels like people love those now like if you you can type in literally any tv show or any streamer or youtuber or just any game or just whatever if you type in that thing and then just like ooc or out of context on the internet you'll find something for it because like people love just like random you know clips just out of context they they mm. just love like little bits and pieces of stories they love that di- different you know dynamic and funny little jokes and moments and things that they can attribute to other things yeah it's just it's really really cool just to just to see and think and hear about the fact that like Ah oh, man, I, the, the fact that people just really, really love, you know, experiencing new stories, experiencing media, and just actively enjoying things in ways that, even though kind of, you know, you know, you aren't supposed to watch these things out of context, right? You're not supposed to look at like five seconds of an hour and 30 minute film, but like people just love doing it. And I think that that's something which people can, again, like not only just like make into like a memorable, cool thing, but I think it says a lot about like who it is that a lot of us kind of like are as people and like how we like to enjoy our media too. I think it's a... I think it's cool. Yeah. I, uh, let, let, let's let's go on a tangent here because that's a really let's interesting point. Like those out of context things have uh, really really exploded recently. Blowing up. And a lot of mm-hmm. times they're 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 pretty curated, right? But but sometimes they are genuinely like, what what is this? I don't know what I'm looking at. And I feel mm-hmm. like it it's sort of like a way to recreate the experience of just stumbling into something, which used to be far more common, right? Like before broadband mm-hmm. before streaming um you know nowadays everyone has a supercomputer in their pocket uh and they can just pretty much watch whatever they want whenever they want but uh you know before uh ever the, the advent of smartphones and i, I shouldn't say everyone like probably 
most people in the world still don't, you know, have access to smartphones, but I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast does. Uh, but um, yeah, b- before the advent of, you know, uh, that, that kind of wondrous technology in your pocket, like people just watch TV and, you know, you would flip channels and you didn't have that much control over what you were going to watch, even if you had cable, right? Like you, sure. Mm-hmm. Like it was amazing. Maybe you had like a hundred channels. Maybe you actually liked like 20 of them and you would just mm-hmm. kind of stumble across stuff when it aired and you'd often just drop in on stuff in the middle of it and TV shows like, Oh, forget about it. Like you, you, you might stumble into like episode, you know, 20 of like a 50 part series and you just kind of got to yeah. go with the flow. Went with it. Yeah. So it's, it's so interesting to me that, um, obviously you can just watch whatever you want in order in the proper order but it people have kind of uh created a proxy for the fun of just stumbling across it right mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's exactly what this is like it's exactly what that's like it's just the idea of like you walking into a room or it's like walking into a room and everyone's having a conversation you know yeah. what i mean yeah. and it's just like you don't you don't know what these conversations are you're at a party or whatever you don't know who these people are you don't know what's going on here but you can choose if you wanted to try and get involved in one or someone can yeah. bring you into oh hey come over here. that's what that's like that's what that's exactly yeah. what it's like yeah i love it that's a really good uh it's a really good thing that you said there yeah i like that yeah hmm. all right let's 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 move on back back to the topic okay oh yeah i like all it right. i like this one that you just put in let's go all right, so a follow up to my last one. So my my the last thing you know was Final Fantasy three, or uh, which was actually six. Uh, fast forward a couple of years to Final Fantasy seven. Uh, so that came out in nineteen ninety seven, um, and uh, this game changed everything. I mean, we could probably do like a whole a trilogy of podcasts oh, on it, but just as a quick summary, um, this was one of the first uh, major games that like really pushed the cinematic aspects of the game and having an epic story and epic cutscenes, and it was spread out across like three discs and um and they knew they had like a killer hit on their hands so uh even in the u.s they didn't you know it was not called final fantasy 4 like they were just like hey let's just catch it up to the japanese numbering because everyone already knows what it is if you're into games so it just came out as seven <laughs> and they you'll see like with with part six aka three um you know that was like they they still thought they had to do something for a broader audience to make it more palatable to them but for the final fantasy 7 commercials they just showed you the game and the cutscenes. like they mm-hmm. showed you the true tone of it and that's what it was sold on and this game was a revelation because um I don't, I don't know i mean i i still like the graphics a lot of people look at it and they're like oh it's so dated but i i think like they still look nice they're very stylized but back then this was mind-blowing no one had seen cg Absolutely. like this like this imaginative and action-packed and i distinctly remember um i, I was at my friend's house this is i was in high school by then after school uh, <laughs> i'd walk to my friend's house because you know like it was within she lived within walking distance from school and we'd watch some tv and and stuff and uh I remember her dad uh, saw the Final Fantasy VII commercial, and he was like, and he, he's not a gamer or anything, you know? He's just this uh, middle-aged uh, American, like, dude, like an IT guy, and he was just like, uh, what is this? Like, when does this movie come out? I, I want to watch that. And we're like, that's <laughs> a video game. And he's like, really? Yeah. A video game? <laughs> like, because to him, that's like, like Mario or Tetris. Like, he... 
Whereas there was this like epic sci-fi thing and he was just like, this looks awesome. Like, I want to watch that, you know, and, and, and clearly like millions of people felt that way because, uh, you know, that, that, that game was a, a instant classic and it just, my goodness, absolutely, this game changed everything. This was one of the first real, like international breakout, super mainstream, like video game hits, you know? A hundred percent. Like even even your dad wanted to experience this game. Yeah. No, for real. That that's another thing which I'm glad you mentioned that too. It's um, the the way that like games can have like a bit of a a bit of a an influence on like all the generations. Just because again, like the amount of times I've been playing like FIFA and like I've had like an older person like come in the room and be like, oh. Is that like what what match is that? Like, is the match on right now? And it's like, uh-huh. nah, like it's a game. Like, it's not. These aren't like real people. Like, yeah, like I'm controlling these people. They're like, oh really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thing. Like, so people will have absolutely like experienced this before if they know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but it's yeah. like, yeah, like it's it's one of those things which like you know that their their ability to sort of um like view uh media and stuff if they see something on tv it or it's instantly just going to be like you know that one thing it's going to be oh that's a movie or that's a tv show like that's it you know but for, for a long time that was what was only available for for so many people so that was you know what it is that they saw but i think it's really just cool the fact that like you know that people can have that uh, instant connection but then also be like proven like wrong but at the same time but still have that interest in it like oh that looks cool or oh like so it's not like a tv show but i still want to watch it or like or it's not a movie but like, I still want to. I want to play that. I want to watch that. I want to watch someone play it. Whatever. Like it's the same thing as when. Um, again, like I've always done this with my family. Like, they've always uh, watched me play uh, games. So, for example, whenever I've really been into, for example, like Batman Arkham, like Origins, that was a really good game. I really enjoyed that. Or Batman Arkham Knight, I was really into as well. Or all of the Uncharted games, for example, that's another good one. Like I would play these, and like my parents would like watch me play them, or like my dad would just sit down and like watch me play, and it would be like a like a little movie experience for us. One of the best mm-hmm. being um the la- the Last of Us, like the first one when that came out. Mm-hmm. Like that was like literally like it was like a movie like for us that we would like get to experience together which was oh. always like really enjoyable yeah i always remember just the fact that we would be playing around and stuff and i'd be walking around the world and he'd be all like oh hey like why are you taking like so long to look around and stuff like that because me just being like the 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 baby game design brain person that <laughs> i was at the time i was like i want to check out this area i want to see what it looks like i want to see what people are doing like how did people make this why did they decide to put this here what's behind this bush what's behind this door i want to walk around the perimeter of this building like i just want to do it and my dad would be like hey uh listen like this person said that you had an objective to fulfill and i was like yeah well i'm gonna look around for stuff and i'm gonna take in the world and he's like okay and he just like watched me do it so Aww. yeah like that, that's what that's what it means like kind of like to me that when, when, when i hear people say stuff like that it's like it's the shared enjoyment but also that that shared interest that like other generations can have i really i really enjoy that stuff so yeah that's super cool I, lo- I love the fact that like that got that reaction from that trailer like that was really cool <laughs> yeah yeah just like what what movie is that about final fantasy 7 <laughs> yeah i love it yeah oh so so cool all right that was a good one i got i got oh, i got a bunch i got a really good one for you. you're gonna like this one all right let me all go right, get let's this see one. it, Let me go get it. Okay, okay. So, I think if I go for it now, I what are we gonna go for? I've got it here. I'm just trying to find the exact video I'm looking for. I have all of these things all together in a big old list. So I've got to do some scrolling very quickly. I got it. Okay, here we go. So there was a game that came out a while ago. I enjoyed it very much. I loved it. It came out on the PS3, and I got it literally as soon as it came out. 
I am talking about a series called Motorstorm. Motorstorm was a brutal, off-the-road, fast-paced action racer, if you will. So you could quite literally be pushing people off of like off of ledges you could be doing flips on bikes you could be doing like all different kinds of things in not not uh, not withholding being uh, punched off of a bike or an ATV or running someone over with a big rig lorry or just spinning someone off the road with a truck you could do all sorts of stuff but this is most most on Pacific Rift that I'm talking about right here and you're basically on this uh, deserted island where you've been sort of like dropped into this weird like racing festival this cult festival imagine like fire fest right you guys remember that meme right <laughs> imagine like fire imagine fire fest but like better organized and then mix that with like coachella all right so it's like a music festival and then also mix that with like f1 like racing type vibes in terms of like the amount of people there and then mix that with like it's, it's like it's like blood sports racing it's like really <laughs> violent and dangerous and like you, you basically the races themselves are all called stormers in this world they don't let anything you know get get between them and the finish line as they say so like if someone is there and they're in the way they will run you over to get to the finish line first and you can and you're just like allowed to do that in this world like people literally they parachute in just from like planes and they like, yeah i've hit a race man and they just like hop in a vehicle and then like, you you see you versus like 12 people and then, and then you just race and then you can like run them over or like you can do flips and like land on somebody or you might get run over yourself you i don't know but yeah but one of the absolute most amazing things about this advert was the song from this advert i absolutely loved it it was really 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 cool i oh my gosh man it just takes me back whenever i hear this stuff like it's really really nice like just the fact that okay so there's a there's a group called pendulum right they had this song called tarantula and like it was an absolute smash for me. I absolutely loved it. Off the album like Hold Your Color, it came out back in like 05, I think. Yeah. If, if you've not heard of Pendulum, look them up. They've got some really good stuff. But like featured on that is like Tenafly, Spider, DJ Fresh. If you don't know who DJ Fresh is, DJ Fresh was a massively popular musician and somebody who I think now is like still making like music, I think. But they've been they've been active uh, and they've been, and they're from England, but they've been active for like literally as long as I've been alive. I think it started in like '95, '96, something like that, a long, long time ago. Anyway, but um, yeah, back to this like ad though. This advert is so cool I'm not sure if you've checked it out yet richmond but oh, like yeah, the way right that now. like yeah, yeah, just, just the way that like the the beat comes in the, the music oh, and yeah. stuff and like, as the I characters love it. Like, down yeah yeah exactly exactly there's, there's such a there's such a kinetic like dynamism to it like the energy like you you're going into this island and like you're going you're, you're traveling over the ocean at like high speed you see helicopters and planes and other boats going towards this des deserted unknown location and then like the screen starts to flicker and shake and you're like oh my gosh what's going on like it feels like you're about to go into some kind of like lost like area but then there's people there and then suddenly you sort of like you turned up towards the sky it's like you're in a big old plane you're flying directly upwards and then you start flying down again and it's like what the but you're not flying you're falling you're a person and you're falling towards this island and yeah you're just basically about to enter into this crazy race the music starts playing it's pumped up like this beautiful drum and bass tracks coming through you got oh, you, you've just got all these vibes going on that's just absolutely amazing you've got people being hit by like different vehicles and like all this stuff going on vehicles are running over vehicles you've got people they're in this jungle trying to race and like they're literally knocking stuff down like killing each other hitting each other it's just absolutely amazing I, I've, I've always just had a real uh, a real enjoyment for this uh for, the, for this series but especially this game absolutely loved it yeah really really good
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 music uh, uh, fits it per perfectly. Really adds a, a mm -hmm. extra dimension to it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's a really cool drum and bass drum and bass track called Tarantula, and I, I think um yeah. Oh gosh, if we could, I would edit into this right now. But uh, it's really really awesome, and I loved it. Especially this this one shot at the at the very end of the trailer where like there's a huge huge like, monster truck, and it's about to like land on this like woman right as she's like falling off her ATV. But like it, it it like kind of freeze frame stops right as she's about to get crushed. But it's like wow, like, that's just a that's a terrible situation. But on top of that, it's just like that's the rules of the game. Like they just don't care. Like <laughs> If, they, if you fall off your stuff, someone might run over you. Like, you got to get back on your stuff quickly and then, you know, actively try and, you know, get, conserve a spot on the race and just try and win. But, yeah, it's just, it's really, really cool. And I, I really loved it, especially in terms of, as well, uh, there's a part, I think I'm going to try and find it right now, but there's a part near, like, the middle of the video, yeah, right as, like, the race kind of, like, begins, I suppose. It's, like, a 52 seconds, but, yeah, like, you can just see, like, all of the different types of vehicle that kind of, like, weaving over each other and past each other and just by each other and just jumping over each other again, like, through this, like, dense thick forest and like yeah it just feels as if um do, do you remember like the tarzan uh, disney movie like the animated movie oh yeah, like, yeah. Do you remember when tarzan would like, do you remember when he yeah, would like slide around on, 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 the, on the, the vines, vines yeah, with on, the, the, on the vines like like yeah. he like he sonic the hedgehog like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like that like the yeah he, he'd be doing that effect, but, yeah exactly exactly but like the camera would track and follow him and obviously they would make it look like that but like they, they, they'd be following him and everything else would be whizzing by him at like fast speed but he would be doing like you know skills with his legs and stuff like going left going right going on one like set of vines going on another set of vines and then you'd see other you know other gorillas or the other you know animals sort of like chasing him or running by him but like they'd be jumping over and diving and trying to go from stuff like that this feels like that to me it's like just with so much like whizzing past you and like with other people going over you going under you going around you it's just i've always loved that especially in racing games i've, I've always thought it's very intriguing to me yeah i, I love that stuff oh, okay. yeah so this game came out in 2008 yes yeah mm -hmm. ps3 yeah mm -hmm. by yeah. by by then the game commercials were just super polished right i mean they they absolutely yeah. in in a lot of ways they put even more effort into game commercials than movie commercials right because like for movies you just cut uh you know stuff into a trailer you take film footage cut it into a trailer but like by 2008 it had become fairly standard to create these really fun short films uh specifically to promote uh your game yeah and that, that was just this really exciting you know death race kind of thing yeah mm -hmm. and also by the way as well this is a very um this is a very cool thing in, in that the fact that uh, two different companies worked on this game um Excuse me, uh, Evolution Studios, who were founded in uh, in Frodsham in in England and stuff, and they they succeeded succeeded by a Codemasters in Cheshire. But on top of that, too, they've got like Shadows in the Darkness Inc. and they're founded in Coral Springs, Florida. So like, it's two very different like places with like different like people's working on you know like different like areas of this. I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that they had something to do with the like, outsourcing. I believe Shadows and Darkness did. But it's really cool just to think about this. This game has a very kind of like it's odd to say, but it's a very like British taste to it. I feel and like I I, I just um I've always thought that about Motorstorm like as a series, but also like this game specifically. And and just hearing that uh that pendulum track it just it just really just takes me back to that time in in england in 2008 playing mm. on playing on 
this after school with my friends playing on it alone even i loved this game so i'm playing with my sister like she loved this game too she would always um she was a very 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 good at racing games as well back when we were younger they were kind of like her thing for a while when she used to play games a bit more but like yeah it was just a very very enjoyable and this trailer specifically in this advert i remember seeing it like a ton and i remember going off with my friends being like yo this is gonna be like the sickest thing when this comes out like i can't wait it's gonna be so cool i can't wait to play i can't wait to see how it is that this game you know feels what it looks like all that stuff but yeah the, the trailer itself i definitely um we should link these when we post this on twitter or something oh, yeah, but like yeah. this one for sure is one of the ones which i will always remember as one of my favorite uh, game yeah. trailers for sure the song yeah. just really pumps it up to a new, to a new level yeah, yeah. I, I i i i'd love to visit england someday i've never been but i could even from my, oh, yeah. my my distant uh, uh, vantage point, like that that trailer feels very very British. Um, yeah, 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 obviously with the drum and bass, but also I don't know. There's like a particular Gonzo flavor to it that that feels uh, more British than like like I feel like an American equivalent of an ad. It, it would be different. It'd be like bloodier or more gruesome or something. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like, like twisted metal or something like that. There's yeah, a yeah. different kind of insanity to this flavor. Yeah. It's kind of more fun. Definitely. It's not, it's not like reveling yeah. in the, the misery. This one's more like, Hey, they, this is what they signed up for. Everyone's crazy. Uh, they're having exactly. fun. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's very like wacky races esque in, in a sense, right? Like everyone's got different kinds of vehicles. Everyone's going absolutely like bananas on the track. But on top of that too, like, like you said before, there's like a playful like nature to it. Like even I'm just watching it again now, but like just the way that like the, uh, the way that the vehicles kind of like push each other off the road, like it feels very cartoony. Like just the way yeah. I'm like looking at it now, but like it, it's it, these these vehicles, like the way that they looked and stuff, and like the way that they looked at the time. I remember, like they looked so polished and like so so clean and just so so well done. It was crazy. Like, obviously now, like looking back at it now, it's just like resolution wise, it's all very different. We'll look at it with different eyes as we do now, of course. But it's one of these things which I just I'm uh, still like enamored by. There's a there's a there's a crunch in the way that like the characters are hit, like each of the vehicles. Like they feel the appropriate they're, they're making noises for the appropriate weight of the of the car itself right so like the big rigs are like massive and like they make these huge like noises that sound like you know giant heavy steel like just monsters ripping up the track and ripping up the ground and then like you've got slightly smaller vehicles with a sort of higher droning whirring almost wasp-like buzzing and stuff like that out there as their, as their engines are sort of like tearing them around the track and I, I just love it just like the sound design this is excellent as well yeah yeah it's great really really cool but that was another one of uh of mine there so what you got for us all right all right i'm gonna take it back to a simpler time mm -hmm. um to 1990 where we just talked about an amazing like high definition trailer and now i'm gonna talk about a print ad um i just this is one of the first print ads that i remember just like really really you know uh just being really striking like i i i wanted to cut it out and frame it. I'm, I'm pretty sure I actually like did cut it out and keep it. So this is an ad from 1994, the Fist of the North Star game for the Game Boy. Um, so uh, th this game is pretty interesting. It, it was developed by a company called Shoei System. It was published in America by Electrogram. Uh, it, it released in Japan in 89, released in the US 1990. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, this game was interesting for for several reasons uh, one like it was pretty unusual to get like a manga or anime licensed game in the us but 
Uh, mm-hmm. the, the Fist of the North Star movie, uh, that was quite popular in the U.S., like uh, following up the breakout success of Akira in 88. Um, you know, Fist of the North Star was also like really wildly uh, popular, uh, available everywhere uh, in the U.S., like at every video rental place. If if they had Akira, they would also have this. So I think that's one of the reasons why the game actually came out. And then also interesting is it's it's a fighting game in 1990. So uh, Street Fighter 2 wouldn't come out for another year. So this was way before the fighting games boom. Um, and and uh, it was a handheld fighting game, too. So um, and I don't know if it even worked with the link cable. It might have just been one player. I don't really remember, but um, it was a really cool game. Had really interesting graphics. The uh, most Game Boy games had like SD graphics. Like most of the fighting game ports for it had like you know chunky characters, uh, which I loved. But this one, they were all like really statuesque. They maintained their like twelve heads tall proportions. So um, they're these uh, really stripped down, you know, uh, pixel art. It almost looks like a like a Super Brothers game. <laughs> It's it's almost mm-hmm. pre- prescient of like super minimalist, um, you know, pixel art graphics. But uh, absolutely. But but uh, but this ad though, it's just this beautiful painting. So rather than um, you know, in the early days of video game advertisements, a lot of times they'd go for like humor or shock value. But this was just a beautiful painting. Um, it's a scenario from you know the Hokuto no Ken. It's 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 Kenshiro having facing down a uh, Kaio. Which is, um, if if you follow the series, that's the long lost <laughs> brother of uh, Rao. Absolutely. Which no one in America would have known at the time, because this is way beyond the the Hokuto no Ken movie that came out. But Kaio looks exactly like Rao, so people might have been like, "Oh, that's Rao. I know that guy." Maybe. And then um, the painting, <laughs> it, it's this beautiful, like the background is this lush, you know, uh, uh, wasteland. Uh, very painterly and then the two characters are in this cell painted hand-painted cell style style uh, yeah. yeah yeah but like more detailed than you'd normally see uh per frame mm-hmm. in, an, in, in an actual anime and i'm pretty sure i don't have proof but i'm pretty sure it was painted by masami suda who was the uh character designer for the uh, anime adaptations of fist and art star oh so, wow so the manga, of course, uh, the artist was uh, Tetsuo Hara, but for uh, the anime adaptations, Masami Suda was the guy that adapted the designs and came up with a very uh, distinct look of the uh, movie and TV show. I'm I'm certain. I'm, I, I I would. I'm almost certain that um, he painted this, and it's just such a beautiful, striking, iconic painting. And um it's just stuck with me all these years. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's That's amazing. Like, I like that. You know, it's 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 almost uh what 30 years old but um it it, it stuck with me it, it's just it, it's such a striking image it, it sets the Extremely. tone of the game perfectly and and it's it's so beautiful that you could just clip it out of the magazine and, and hang it up it looks mm-hmm. nice on your wall yeah this would make a really cool i was just gonna say this would make a really cool poster like just this oh, whole totally. ad it's, yeah. it, it's like for that almost do you know what i mean it's like you, you would you would you'd put this up on like a, on a bedroom wall or something just yeah, the way yeah, it's yeah. composed so nicely it's it's, it's wonderful yeah. I, I especially love the fact that um the the color utilization is great but also just like the way in which the characters are stood facing each other and like their actual poses they're about to do battle you know like they're about yeah. to like face each other off face each other down and then like the the way that they the, the um the background just like it's so perfectly kind of like level at like they're just beneath like their kind of like waists but it makes them kind of look even like taller than they 
you know it would be or are kind of as well like, I just yeah I, I just love the way that it uh the way that it all looks it just it's also well put together very well composed like I'd love to hear more about how it is that this was even like you know put together and stuff because I mean there's a, there are lots of different decisions that go into key art that people don't necessarily uh, understand but on top of that too like people often just think oh hey like that must be like um must have been pretty easy to do right you get a character you put them on the thing you say buy this game put the box out there boom bam slap it together put your company name on there done like nah you have to do a lot of different you know a lot, a lot of different steps that will be heavily involved in terms of like just like research actually putting like the image together and like composing it in a way it's visually pleasing like making sure that you can get all of the themes and tones in there but on top of that too making it like attractive to you know like another person's eye who's not looking at it like artistically they just want to see like a cool thing obviously these things are related but like in their mind they're not looking at it to break it down they're just like looking at it to be like oh is this something which could like intrigue me like what is this like could i buy this thing like that's also what it, a lot of this is for you know so yeah i think it, it puts all of that across very very well i like it like just yeah 10 big brawls for the king of the universe like it just sounds cool <laughs> yeah yeah. God, that's awesome. This is cool actually, because this kind of leads into another thing which I was gonna do. We, oh, yeah? If we're talking like print, yeah, because if we, if we're talking like print ads and stuff, I've got like a bunch of these. So I kind of want to do like a, I kind of want to want to run in real quick and do like a two real quick. It's kind okay. of like a, it's kind of it's kind of a, a thing which I saw recently. But um, check this out, right? So one time, did you know that Bill Clinton? Held up a guilty gear advert. <laughs> oh my god! I've yeah. heard of this. Like, yeah, yeah. I saw I saw this recently. There's like a there's like a meme image I saw, and I was like, "Is this real?" Like, but it's guilt. It's a guilty gear ad, and I've I've I want to talk about the guilty gear ad part too. But like, Bill Clinton like held this up, and I'm not sure in what context. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure like exactly even like when this occurred or whatever, but like, yeah, like this says here, it's like, kill your friends, like guilt free. (laughs) (laughs) And like the ad is, the ad is just so of its time. It's so cheesy, but like, I I love stuff like this. Like, for example, look at like the back. Okay. So this is random, but like the, the boxes that the images of gameplay are like set in, like those, those like, those boundary boxes, like just the way that like those look like, I love stuff like that. It might be kind of, again, it's very like, oh, it's cheesy. Like they wouldn't do that today. Normally it would be like really stylized today or whatever, just super, um, you know, kind of like minimalistic stylized. But like this here, like there are these big clunky, like multiple, like shaped, like uh, very um, stainless steel, like edgy looking like uh, boxes surrounding the actual images. Yeah, go ahead. I I think they call that a skeuomorphism, right? Where, where Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where the graphic design uh, attempts to look like a physical object. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I I love that. I love that. But like they're they're also based on um Saul's weapon as well. I forget the name of it right now. Like oh, uh, the Guilty Gear fans, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna wreck me. I'm I'm a fake fan right now. But um the what what is that called actually? I have to I have to know one sec. I'm just gonna take take a look. Saul weapon. Oh, Guilty. his big Zippo yeah. lighter sword. Uh, what is what is fire it called? Fire steel. Fire steel. There you go. The, the fire seal. Uh, I was fire gonna, seal, I was gonna yeah. call it the, 
yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was going to call it the the, the flat the, the flat seal, but yeah, fire seal. But yeah, yeah. um, yeah. So it, they're basically like they're based around that is what those boxes are. But that kind of just communicates to me like even that small thing, just how much care that they put into the actual you know the marketing for this area of the game itself. But I also love the fact that it says like for PlayStation, like T for Teens, like Atlas.com. But also on to, just by the left of that, uh, by the left of the big logo, it says like fighting game with like two arms crossed together. It's like oh damn, like fighting game, like that's what it's for that's what kind of genre it is like key features in big red like in big red text like oh got like dual shock analog uh, controller compatible like 10 playable characters plus hidden characters intense heavy metal soundtrack it's like oh these are the key points <clears throat> i love it yeah it's so cool yeah so so cool uh, i dig it i i i miss uh i i love this era of just really like over the top uh-huh. uh graphic design in magazines yep. and I, I, you know, I like like clean stuff. I understand why, especially mm-hmm. on the internet or on a small, you know, phone screen, you want like very clean, legible stuff. But in Absolutely. print, in print, it's so fun to pour over stuff like this. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I, I, um, I really, really enjoy the fact that like even just like kill your friends guilt guilt free. Like there's just like they're just utilizing like four different colors in there. Like yeah. <laughs> it's like they've got like they've got like orange, purple, like a, a yellow, and like white. And it's like kill your friends guilt free and like guilt in like all caps. Like I just yeah, it's just really really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's just also well put together. But yeah, that was that like one. I also love the box art for that game as well. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. On the PlayStation. Yeah. Very, very cool looking. Yeah, I love that they're they're actually showing off the the game art and the 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 character art in the ad too. You know, like it, so beyond exactly. the 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 splashy tagline, like the art is super cool. <laughs> like I, I right? love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's awesome. Yeah. It's so so cool. I've always loved that. Just the fact that like they were able to just put so much cool artwork, but like give put it to you so many times. So for example, like they would put a cool character in the background of like an ad like this, and then they'd put them on the cover, then they'd put them on the merch, and then they put them, like they still they still do this, but it's just like just the way it was like done here. It's so it's just very classic. Do you know what I mean? It's got a very specific feel to it that I, that I enjoy very very much, and that you don't necessarily see this type of stuff done this way anymore because it you know it just doesn't it doesn't occur quite quite as much anymore but yeah like i just uh oh, yeah i really really love that yeah i mean even the guilty games uh, the guilty the guilty games the guilty gear, the guilty gear. ui in, in in strive is far less skeuomorphic than it used to yeah. be right this uh this yeah. this ad is actually a pretty good representation of um the, the actual ui style of the game yeah absolutely there's one other thing which i wanted to mention as well it's sure. kind of a, a bit of a, a bit of a rando one but um will this work actually i hope so um yes yeah, cool work. so boom i want to talk about very briefly kirby new kirby game just came out but it's i'm not going to talk about the new kirby game what i will talk about though are the differences in key art and like box art for kirby in like the us and japan people will have heard of this before i'm sure but like in case they don't know Typically, for some, well, for for a few different reasons, but like for one of the most intri- intriguing and like cute little baby characters that like Nintendo like has on their roster, being Kirby, like they always make his like US like appearances like angry looking, yeah. or like not just not just angry looking, but like in a sense what you might call like brave or like like brash or like gutsy i suppose but like yeah just always with the always with the 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 angry eyebrows like i'm sure if you've ever drawn a cartoon face you know what i'm talking about but it's that kind of like that 45 degree ish kind of like 
angle line, <laughs> like above where the eyebrows would be. So just below where the eyebrows would be, but those kind of become the eyebrows. Like you sort of put those just down over the eyes and then boom, look, angry eyes. Like, yeah, I, I really like that. Just the fact that they decided to do that for just so many US iterations. As a, as a site, I think it might have been like an IGN post from years ago, but like it, I saw a thing, it was like 10 years of like angry Kirby versus like Japanese Kirby. It's like, yeah, it's very funny. Just how differently the uh, portrayals of, of of this character are depending on where you go geographically. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is... It's very, very, it's just very, very silly. I, I've just always thought that was cool. It's like this happened a lot in terms of um, what was the word for it? In terms of like the earlier NES stuff too. For example, I just saw like this one as well. Like they had this uh, tagline here where Kirby has like uh, mug shots. And he's like at the Metro Police Department. Uh, they've taken Kirby's pictures. Oh my god! And he's got, I remember like, that. And, 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 and he's got like stubble and like a, yeah. and a plaster on his head. He's got like his angry face. It's another angry face. And it's, there's a tagline above where it says like he used to be such a good boy. Like like Kirby's you know he's turned bad. You know Kirby's gone rotten type of a thing. And now he's now he's a he's been locked up. Like yeah, all that stuff. It's it's very very silly, but I like it. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, nice. there's actually a thing as well where I'm sorry, just to randomly finish to tie this up, but like uh, uh, the Kirby Triple Deluxe director uh, Shinya uh, Kuma, Ku, uh, was it Kumazaki? Yeah, Shinya Kumazaki said uh, he explained that it was down to uh, Kirby's um, appearance uh, in terms of what two or two different audiences get out of him. So, for example, like American Kirby's hardcore, quote unquote, and that neatly kind of like summarizes like what it is that they were trying to go for in terms of that uh, cuteness to uh, popularity, uh, hardcoreness uh, in terms of what it is that they were like wanting what the US uh, wanted. So, for a Japanese version of Kirby, they uh, like the developer Hal. They said they're involved in everything throughout the development, obviously including the packaging design. And the most powerful image of Kirby is that cute image, and they thought that appeals to the world's widest audience. But like the cute Kirby brings in the most people to play in the home country of Japan. But while it starts at cute, they know that there's a serious side to Kirby as well. And throughout the gameplay, you see more and more of that. And the games themselves have quite a bit of a depth. So that being said, they recognize that Kirby's cuteness is the biggest is his biggest draw in the, the Japanese market. But also they've heard that Kirby is strong and that like, tough Kirby is really like battling hard for more of like an appealing sign of Kirby. So they feature that in like the US. So they're saying like, okay, yeah, like uh, Nintendo of American con- controls the shots in the US obviously and they provided how with that feedback and like insight into the US market and they were like yeah we know that Kirby in the US should be like a little bit angry and people will want that so we'll we'll do what we're doing over here you guys do what you're doing over there and we'll just like do that and like that's if in case anyone didn't know that's kind of like why it is that Kirby has like different appearances in the in the various box art and key art of what it is that he's in but especially in adverts too so they'll posit him as like the kind of um cute but like bad boy in the u.s and then they'll just posit him as straight up as a straight up like cutie in in, in japan it's very cool oh yeah yeah that's it's totally uh probably um an artifact of of just the well the influence continued influence of sonic the hedgehog right because sonic was yeah um the first character to challenge mario's supremacy <laughs> mascot supremacy mm-hmm. right they they kicked off the whole uh you know uh, everyone needs a mascot character right in the in, in the uh, 90s and um yeah i think mm-hmm. uh you know they were like well sonic's got attitude right we gotta we can't do that to mario yep. exactly but uh you know kirby we can we can uh make him a little bit angrier yeah. yeah, it's kind of funny as well that you even say that because, like, the only time that Mario's kind of like showed like attitude, kind of, is like the Mario like tattoo like advert, like with um for the uh for the uh, the Game Boy Advance, 
Like I remember he had like tribal tats and stuff. I really enjoyed that. Like he had these big old tattoos. Really yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it's cool enough for Mario, you know what I'm saying? Like that this these tribal tattoo uh Game Boy advances. Really cool. Yeah. Ooh, okay, I got, yeah, okay. I got a fun throw, one. Throw the ball back you. To you you, you just go. reminded me of something. Um so we're talking about the differences between how games are advertised in, in uh you know in, in North America versus uh, Japan. And um yeah, I just uh, I remember uh the ad campaign for for Breath of Fire. Um so Breath of Fire, uh this this is I just posted an ad in our chat. Um uh, so that came out in 1994. Uh, it's a Capcom RPG, right? Uh, it, it, there's 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 five of them. Uh, uh, there's even more if you count the the mobile game. But I that's I don't I don't think most fans really consider that like a true entry. But um, so Breath of Fire was uh, you know Capcom's uh, big RPG series for the Super Nintendo, um, and uh, Actually, at the time, RPGs were not necessarily super mainstream, so it actually was released in the U.S. by Squaresoft. And you'll remember mm -hmm. uh, the Squaresoft ad that I talked about earlier, 1994, with Mog. You know, uh, it, it had nothing to do with the game, right? <laughs> like, um, this was still the era where they thought you had to change stuff to appeal to an American audience. The assumption was that Japanese stuff was too foreign, and you had to, you know, localize it uh, a lot. So this ad is uh, it takes the uh, the Capcom game, which had the wonderful house Capcom style, which in retrospect, I mean, really at the time, it was obvious if you liked games, like it's very appealing. It doesn't matter where you're from. It's very internationally appealing. Nothing nothing foreign about it. But, but in America, they turned it into a very, very 90s American comic book look. Um, you know, it's mm -hmm. it's got, uh, looks like a superhero comic. Right, the main character is suddenly like uh, much taller and like more more muscular. He's he's no longer like a kid, and um, it, it it's it's uh, got like you know comic book text, and uh, it even has someone saying like, oh, you know, like uh, oh, one false move and we're history toast. End of story. Game over. And the main character saying like, oh, you think this is just a game? <laughs> which is yeah it's very, yeah it's, it's very representative of uh, sort of the attitude that people had where it's um i don't know why they just had to distance themselves from from the source uh material yeah from the medium yeah, yeah. i think that there's a kind of a thing where like they had the whole um this kind of does still exist but like especially back in these times like games and like kind of gamers were kind of very specifically like pigeonholed into a very kind of like oh like mom's basement like eating like uh junk food and like uh drinking like mountain dew all the time like it's kind of like more of like a meme like joke now mm -hmm. but like you'll hear you well you used to hear people say like oh i don't want my children like playing video games or video games for like you know like people who like waste their time all the oh, time yeah. stuff like that. but it, it was it was very much like a kind of real like parental concern oh like the really, idea yeah. of like children games and like there's definitely a lot of well so there are a lot of links to that with regard to like the satanic panic and like a lot of other different areas of uh well 80s 90s early 2000s uh in, uh but i i personally call them like the the, the like fad the, the like parental fad like troubles so like things were things were 
people would be like, oh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards are like evil. We'll ban them from school like this year or whatever. Like that was a thing for the girl like in like natural life. Like stuff like that, which parents would kind of like to be really worried about. Or oh, like uh Pokemon the the show is like uh, satanic. Like don't let your kids like watch it. Or oh Harry Potter is like evil. Like don't let your children watch this. It's bad for their brains and stuff like that. And it's like wow. Like just really interesting in terms of where it is that so much of this has like come from and how it's how it was so almost like dominant in a sense they would have a really big uh issue with regards to like the pokey craze for example that was just a little bit slight bit before my time but i knew about it still but like yeah just the ways in which like people would posit this the, the way in which so the, the way that they would ingest this media and how it was posited towards them as again like you know it would have to be more than a game to be important right and that was always referenced in the in in the games uh, ads in the games media sometimes in the games themselves but especially in movies too the whole you know if you die in the game you die for real type of thing like that's kind of it was a really big deal just the idea of like video games as a not just a way to enjoy things but as a way to experience a story but also as a way to have it told to you as well so yeah but they're, they're kind of like they're referencing that like in this it's like end of story toast like game over you think it's just a game like type of thing it's like yeah, yeah like it's, it's, that's, what that's what they're pointing at that that idea yeah yeah I, I just posted a shot of the um you know the original uh art for for breath of fire like the the uh close up of the cover for the Japanese version and it's very appealing like I think the kids in America would not have been alienated by that um yeah. and also I just wanted to ask you Adam like don't, don't you think that dragon in the back kind of looks like uh Yu-Gi-Oh uh, card art yeah like, years later? I was just thinking about that right? that's mad that you, I, I literally just thought of, yeah okay so the character that you're talking about is called Slifer the Sky Dragon oh, and okay. they look very very similar okay so they're they are what we would call an egyptian god card or, or an egyptian god one of one of them or one of three but yeah like they're they're, they're awesome they've got like that big red face with like they, they see the thing about them is they have they have multiple uh, mouths so like they have they've got like a mouth like above and a mouth like below and they, they're kind of just like have like the whole two mouth thing going on but like mm. yeah the the red no, that's a cool the, design the, the absolutely but listen we i'm telling you we have to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh card design <laughs> We absolutely yeah. have to. I've been going crazy on the Master Duel, my friend. I made it to Plat 5. You know what I mean? People can't <laughs> mess with me. I'm trying to get to Plat 1. Listen, I'm telling you, man. It's one of these It's one of these things which is absolutely massively influential for sure. But yeah, you're absolutely right. There, there's a lot of... um. There's a lot of uh, design similarities, we'll say. But yeah, just I really like that that you, that you said that because that's exactly what I thought about when I first saw it. I still want to mention it. <laughs> but yeah, like, really cool. Yeah. I I love this. Like I I um I played Breath of Fire one. I, I still have almost oh, completed it. Not quite. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I played I played a lot of it. I played a lot of it. Nice. I I had I said a while I said a while ago, almost two years ago now. I think well before that even. But I was like, I'm gonna buy as many Breath of Fire games as I can. And I'm gonna try and play through as many Breath of Fire games as I can. Like in my like next five ten years, just in my life, just in general. So I did. I think I told you before. I bought. I have the PC version of Breath of Fire Four. I have the PS3 version of, Be- of Breath of Fire Three. I wow. have Breath of Fire Two GBA. I got Breath of Fire One GBA, and I'm playing through them. And I play. And I and I've got Breath of Fire One. Um, I got through. I've, I've got. I think. Uh, maybe 70 percent of the way through that game and stuff. It, it's it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. I I forget the name right now, but I love the thief character the most. I think he's very cool. But yeah, like a great game. Great game. Yeah, definitely got to do a big breakdown on that one day. Yeah, for yeah, sure. for sure. All right, all right. We, yeah, okay. The ball's in your court. What, what you got? Right. What's the next one? I, I got. Oh my gosh, what do I got? Man, I got, I got so many. I'm just looking through. <laughs> okay, let's go. Ooh, this. Okay, this one 
means something to me. Okay, so right, let me just type okay. it in real quick. Okay, so there there's a series of games, right, which I absolutely loved. Obviously, we've spoken about these games before, but these two series, they crossed over at one point. They crossed over. I am speaking about Street Fighter Cross Tekken. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, these ga- these games. Okay, sorry, not not these games, but like this this game. Like a lot of people, they have their issues with it. A lot of people, they don't really like it. A lot of people have good reason not to like it in terms of <laughs> things like the gem, in terms of the characterization of some characters, in terms of a lot of different issues that the game had. <laughs> but I will say these trailers. They touch my heart. The first one, I'm not going to lie. I Okay, so again, Taekwondo Life, Taekwondo Life Adam, me trying to do baby little shonen protagonist things in life, trying to be like, okay, cool, I'm going to train really hard. I'm going to get really strong one day. Like, I love it. Like, I'm going to try and be like these guys here on the TV. Like, they're out here doing kicks and punches and throwing fireballs and stuff like that. Really good martial artists, really good in terms of how is it they respect their training and their discipline levels. I want to do that. So... It's 2011, and I am about 14, 15 years old. I think, yeah, I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm 14, 14, 15 years old Mm. at this point. And I see Street Fighter Cross Deck and Cinematic Trailer Episode One appear on the Capcom USA official channel, and I click on it from the Capcom from the from the from Captivate 2011 from the festival, and I was like, okay, this is really cool. This changed my life. Literally, not even kidding. Yeah. Like the song that plays here. Yeah, the song that plays here in this is called Honest Eyes. It's, 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 it's Black Tide Honest Eyes. And I love this song. Like, the way that I used to train to this song, like, literally for, like, in my room, I'd, throw, I'd be throwing kicks and punches to this song whilst it was playing in the back. And, like, I'd be getting ready for tournaments to this song. Like, this song made me want to, like, train, like, harder and made me want to train, like, more. The song that plays in here. But, like, there's a part of... The, there's a really cool, like, bit of story uh, telling in this advert that I'm putting in right now in this trailer, so... I'm just going to talk about it really quickly. But so, uh, Kazuya, he's talking to Jin directly through like the eyes of like, a kind of soldier type guy that he kill- is killing. And he says, like, the man you wanted to meet so much is right here. And like, underneath his boot, where, he's, where he shows the camera, like, to the, he brings the camera down and shows it, underneath his boot is Ryu. And when I first saw this for the first time, I was, I didn't know that, they, that this was going was to happen. I remember audibly being like, no, like, they turned Ryu, <laughs> like, oh, this like what's happening oh my gosh like no this is terrible like i i, I love Ryu. Ryu's cool like Ryu's so sick like why why is he getting hurt like, this guy's from tekken he's really being up real that's crazy like oh my gosh this is wild so i would just be watching this and just going absolutely nuts just like okay so it's Ryu and ken versus nina and kazuya and then the, the music comes in and you can just hear this beautiful well palm muted instrumentation this the start of the song is just so uh, I, I don't use this word very often, but I will say it right now in peak uh, 2011 game of fashion, it's epic. Right? That's what this is, right? It's very, very cool. It's very, very cool. So you see all the stuff going on. There's a big, big ass like explosion of, of dust and stuff. And there's this giant like mech that comes out of the out of a wall. And like Nina's like jumping away from it. And then um, she's just kind of like breaking up a battle with Ken and stuff, but they continue fighting afterwards. And yeah, just like you get to see like different characters fight with their styles against other styles and it just blew my mind to to see these characters like interact with each other i love crossovers but one thing that i love the most is generally as well like i love the teamwork and i love friendship it's very cheesy i care about these things a lot but like just watching these characters fight and hearing the fact that like ken cares about Ryu so much that whilst he's fighting someone else he's like calling out for Ryu whilst he's fighting against 
he's like, Ryu, like, are you good? Like, you okay, brother? Like, what's happening? And then, like, as as the camera pulls out, like, Kazi's standing on Ryu's head, and then Ryu just being in his sick, cool, gritty self, he's like, oh, I'm not gonna take this. Like, oh, he kind of like, wakes up, and then he starts to, like, fight against the Kazi from underneath his boot. His eyes start glowing in this really cool, like, blue way. They go from blue to red, and he's, like, screaming whilst he's underneath, underneath the Kazi's boot. And then he like flips his hand, he, he flips he flips the boot kind of like off of his face. And then like he, he pushes them away, then they start to fight. And the, this is one thing which I always loved. Like you get to finally kind of see like a test of like strength, but not just strength, like a test of like skill and like an ability. And for all that we know of Ryu, this excellent fighter, this masterful martial artist, like he's doing such cool things, but he's kind of getting his ass beat. Like Kazi's really like, he's really hitting him up. He's really yeah. messing him up. He's, he's, he's making him miss. He's um he's countering his shots. He he dodges like a uh, Ryu's Hadouken and like he like he, and there's a really again a beautiful thing about this trailer. Like they have like these watery effects which they which are very important in terms of this game's uh, visual stylization. So like they have like kind of an interesting ink that kind of like flows out of the characters and like he kind of like morphs around the around their bodies when they do cool things. But especially one of my favorite shots is like Ryu sort of doing like a backward like roll and that there's like water all around his body and stuff. Like I absolutely love that in terms of um one of the in, t- in terms of the, this ad and stuff. One other fun thing as well. Again, just, ugh, I'm such a cheesy person. But like uh, we went to like the Lake District, and also to Lake District. But also, I also did this as well. Uh, um, there's a mountain called like Mount Snowden over here in the UK, and uh, we went there to train one time. And there's like a little lake there for people who know about it. Obviously, they'll know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. But there's a lake there, and like I did like part of this like scene, like in that lake, and I was doing the rolls in it, and I was doing the kicks in it, and I was like, it probably <laughs> looks so cool. One of my coaches, like friends, took like a picture of me doing a kick, and like I have to find it one day. But like, there's like water coming like off my body, like as I'm doing the kick, and I'm like, it's like from the game. I was like, oh, it's so cool. That's but yeah, awesome. it's like losing my mind over there. But yeah, but another thing about this is just the fact that like you see Ryu kind of like in this angered state, and like his eyes are glowing red. Like it's like dark Ryu almost in terms of like you know how you know enraged he is and how much he's like kind of like losing himself and stuff, and then. One other thing that occurs, obviously, after he's getting beaten up and stuff, like, Kazu's taking all the shots, he blocks the Hadouken, he dodges one, he starts speaking, like, angry Japanese and stuff, but what happens, right, as he's doing that, Ken comes through. And then Ken starts fighting him, kind of, like, for Ryu. So, like, Ken starts throwing kicks, he comes in, starts throwing kicks and punches, and starts really, you know, like, trying to fight whilst Ryu, like, clears his head and stuff whilst he's getting, I guess, taken over. But then Nina comes in, and she starts beating up Ryu, and then, like, again... Ken's still caring about Ryu so much whilst he's fighting someone else, turns his back to his opponent, and he's like, Ryu, like, are you good, bro? Like, what's happening? Like, are you okay? Like, loses his focus for a second, but you can't do that in a fight. And boom, what happens? Kazi starts to beat him up. So it's just like he starts to get hit with all these moves, kicks him in the face, goes right into a big old, uh, like, a, like a vehicle, like a truck or a tank of some sort, but he gets kicked into that from like ages away. And it's like, damn, like Kazi's not holding back. But they get, then again, like, why would he? Like, it's him. Like, he's gonna not going to hold back and stuff. Another beautiful shot in this uh, in this ad trailer, like just the way in which um, the, the the glowing of eyes is so significant. Like as we know, like Kazuya can shoot like laser like out of his eyes and stuff too. And like he does this thing where like he's kind of like charging up his laser in in the eye, and then like it's about to hit Ryu as it's like tracking on the ground, but it misses. And you're like, oh wait, why did it miss? Like it misses him like at the very last second. Who pushes him, Kazuya out of the way to make it miss? It's it's a uh, Ken. So it's kind of like a the, the thing that I love about this trailer. It's a constant like it's a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like, it's a it's a two on two fight, and as as it works in those games, 
it perfectly kind of like shows what it is like the goal of those kind of games is right like you're swapping in between characters from different franchises and you are in, in essence like doing the same kind of thing as you would be in those in the in the same type of game that you would play in a, in a fighting game the goal is to beat the other person up and to make them you know just like unconscious you you want to take their life um their their the, the energy you you want to just beat them up and make sure that they stay down that, that's what you that you're trying to do but in this, it felt so much more gritty, so much more realistic, so much like like stuff was at stake, you know, like the the everything that was going on here felt like it had a genuine like real kind of like consequence to it like they're not just like doing like cheesy moves like this stuff looks dangerous, like the laser that comes out of his eye looks like hot it's like it's not like cheesy like bright like a uh, well it's bright but like it's not cheesy like yellow orange like beam laser it's like a bright like red hot white hot like laser laser like it would like it looks like it would like burn you like a lot if it if it touched you like it burns the ground it even leaves like the like the do you know when like metal like melts obviously and when it gets to being like white hot and stuff and it leaves that bright white like light that kind of gleams off of it like it does that like to the ground it's like it like scorches the earth and stuff and I, when i saw that i noticed that i was like wow and it, and it just just misses the both of them too like just the fact that you know like nina's holding ryu and uh kazu is firing at ryu and then like you know like very very close to being hit last second it just diverts and it's like why did that happen how did that happen camera cuts back it hits the robot big old explosion boom it you then then in the uh, in the light of the explosion you see it's ken uh, pushing him off and stuff and just one of my favorite moments of this whole thing just comes up like right after this basically just to fast forward and just to wrap this up and stuff but um yeah like ugh, it's hard to even speak about just like it's a very like, emotional thing just because i love it so much but um yeah like uh so ken is uh, getting beat up still, obviously, and he needs a lot of help in, in a sense, just as like Ryu needed help earlier. But he throws a uh, Kazuya. Kazuya sort of like texts the throw. <laughs> he texts the throw and like rolls, and then he's like, "Okay, I'm fine." He turns around. Kazuya's already kicking him in the face. He's punching him. He's kicking him in the legs. He uppercuts him. Like just Ken's just getting messed up. Ken's having a bad time. Throws a Hadoken. Just misses instantly, and then already like in terms of the ability to you know counter that. Like, Kazuya's already, he's ducked underneath it. This beautiful shot of, like, the sort of aqua like wave, like, just, like, appears. And, like, it kind of breaks the, it breaks the kind of aura surrounding, like, Kazuya. And yeah. stuff, just how, like, powerful Hadoken is. But, like, I love it. Just the way that that, like, looks. Like, it's all, like, watery. It's, like, you know, condensation on a phone? It looks like that. Like, or, or, or not on a phone, but, like, on a, on a, on a glass surface, I mean. Like, yeah, like, it, it reminds me of that very much. But, um... Right as he's about to throw this uppercut, you see something happen. You see, right as the song breaks breaks for like one of its uh, for the chorus again, like in one of my favorite parts of the song too. Like Ken's face goes from being worried to being like happy and kind of just like having trust because like, oh man, like he feels his friend's hand on his shoulder. And whose friend is that? It's his. It's Ryu. He feels Ryu's hand on his shoulder, and he knows that like he's got his back you know like he's like i've got your back like i'm here like don't like worry about it like these guys are about to try and get you but like nah like i'm coming through like i've got it like you feel it's just like it's the hand on the shoulder without even looking like it's a kind of like a trust there there's like a yeah. like a true bond of friendship and stuff but on top of it it's like it speaks to who it is that they are you know it's like the way that like ken does that little smile right is like the camera cuts up and like moves back just to show the full picture it's like he doesn't even need to look 
Like that's how it is. That's how it is. Like it. It's how it is that they feel. Like the first time I ever like KO'd somebody in my in my Taekwondo career. Like it was a little bit like this in the, in the fact that like my coach like was told me like just um, from behind. He was telling me like what to do whilst I was facing the opposite person. But we both saw the same opening. And like there's we was a video of this. But like he shouts to me that like, he sees the opening. But like I already start moving before he even needs to shout at me. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's like an understanding there to like do the thing. And like as I'm doing the thing, we both have the same thing in our minds, and like we both want the same goal, and then we achieve it like together, type of a thing. And it reminds me like of this, but it reminds me of this for like other times, just like in life. Like Ryu is like he's gone through a really hard time, he's gone through a really hard fight, but like he's holding on to Ken, he's using Ken as kind of like a thing to like help lift him up, like very literally and metaphorically, and also at the same time as well, like their bond and their friendship is kind of it's what's launching like Ryu into this next attack and like there's a there's a trust there in Ken's face that like you know he knew that like he wouldn't have to face him like alone and he knew that like Ken would that Ryu would have his back and stuff and he does and he has his back and then he jumps over Ken and then he, he they punch each other in the face and then their faces break up whilst they're getting hit and stuff and the music is playing and it's like how have we come this far why did we survive like, it's just like it's just so cool like it's like just the lyrics like I'd rather live my life through honest eyes. Where did we go wrong? What what did we not see? I'd rather live my life through honest eyes. And like that always just really connected with me. Just like wanting to be honest and like, you know, going back over plans and be like, okay, if something goes wrong, how does it how do we get this far? You know, what can we do? What can we change? Where did we go wrong? I'd rather be honest about what it is that I'm seeing around me. And just like the way that this cinematic trailer and the way this advert like just all work together with that song, with these characters, with this story, just all of it together. It really, it really, uh, it touched me in a in a real special way all those years ago. And it's over ten years old now, which is wild to me, even just looking at the date. But yeah, it's just, um, it's something you you can ask my friends about this and in relation to me and without me even having to like tell them they'll explain what, exactly what i've just said to you like i've talked about this so many times that with them and like if, if you went to like one of my friends like james for example shout out james if you went to him like oh hey what does adam think about this like trailer this advert they'd be like oh well uh yeah he, like he loves that like you won't stop <laughs> talking about it like did he ask like that that's like it so yeah uh, this is one of the ones which is one of my favorite like just ever like one of my favorite ads favorite trailers favorite promotions for anything ever this i love it yeah oh that's that's beautifully put there's that nothing nothing cheesy about that i think it's awesome that you can you know take something like this that that you find just really appealing and inspiring and actually like really really let it meaningfully inspire uh the way you lead your life you know the the way you approach absolutely yeah, uh, uh, training and fighting, like, like, that's awesome. That's great that you connect yeah. to do it so well. Yeah, thanks, yeah. man. This is, that's what I always love about it. It's just like it's it's like everything that like I am, but not only just me. It's like it's my friends, it's my fa- it's my family. It's a, it's the training that we've done together. It's my coaches. It's a, it's the places I'm from, the places I've been. It's like it's life experience, you know. And like you see that kind of just you know in the last couple of shots that I'm posting in here and stuff. Like you see it come to full fruition. You see the fact that like you know writers are going like head to head both of them they're kind of they're showing who they are like Kazuya is looking like directly at him he's like confident he's like arrogant he's got the slight smoke to him but he knows that he's got skills to back it up as he's just shown you know he's just he's just almost beat both of them up at once like single-handedly like he knows what he's doing he knows what he's capable of and then you've got Ryu coming together with like you know the burning sort of passion the anger in his eyes it's sort of the grit in his face as well like he's very serious he wants to you know like sort of avenge the near defeat he almost suffered at the hands of Kazuya but also in 
like the sort of like the white water that's crossing over the dark water that's coming off Kazuya, like it's a kind of like the light, like the friendship, the kind of the bond, the shared experience, the training that he's done. The kind of like the goodness kind of it's very cheesy, but it's a very good versus evil type of thing here. But yeah, I, I just I really, really enjoyed that. Just really, really okay. good trailer. Really, really good. Yeah. I, I uh, you've given me a new new appreciation at least for this this trailer uh, as it pertains to this game like it's it's such a good characterization of uh, the characters and even the franchises right like I, I think it's pretty daring that they allowed the first shot of Ryu to be him literally under Kazuya's boot like that is mm-hmm. uh, you know normally people don't, yeah, yeah it's a powerful image and. I think most times you do a crossover, it's like, oh, 50-50, like, we won't make you look too bad, you don't make us look bad. But in this one, Ryu is clearly the good guy, Kazuya is clearly the bad guy, which, you know, he is the mm-hmm. anti-hero of, of Tekken. And uh, I, it's much more powerful when it's like, oh, Kazuya is in his head, like, Ryu's off his game, mm-hmm. he's, he's touching him up, like, you... Mm-hmm it's not just equal for the sake of it. It's like, there's, there's a lot more drama there because it's imbalanced and it's much more exciting when he just starts to rally at the end. And that's when it climaxes and you're like, you know, that's when you're most excited for this. And absolutely. And like you said, like it does such a good job of um, highlighting the, 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 the tag team aspect of it. Actually, Mm -hmm. now that you've pointed all this out, like I, I can't think of another trailer that, does a better job of emphasizing that part of um, you know the teamwork between the two sides, and the, the contrast between like Kazuya is, you know, Nina is also there and she's fighting, but mm-hmm. it's it's just like all business for her. I mean, she's literally like yeah. a hired assassin, and she, yeah. her fighting is very cold, right? Absolutely. And then and then you know Ken and Ryu are fighting for their lives, but they're 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 brothers, right? They they're they're there mm-hmm. for each other. It's super. The contrast is really cool. It's really well done. It's cool. Like, that's one. That's, that's one thing. It's like Ryu and Ken. Like there's like a there's like a dialogue there, and that Ken's like constantly calling out for yeah, Ryu. But yeah. Nina, but Nina and Kazuya don't speak once. Do you no. know what I mean? It's like no, not at all. It, it's it. Yeah, it, it's so interesting. Just the fact that like, at the very start, like just again so far away, like Ken's literally like fighting like Nina off him to yeah. get to Ryu to help him. Yeah. And like he's like just constantly shouting like Ryu Ryu. Like it's it's not like a it's not like a confident shout. It's like he's worried. Like he's yeah. scared. Like he's actively, you know, fearful of what might happen to Ryu, obviously, because he knows Ryu's being he's not just that like he can get hurt, it's that like he's being like hurt like now. Like yeah. as he's fighting, like he's like, I have to get to Ryu. I need to go to like my brother, my friend, my my my, my guy here. Don't I? I need to I need to help him out because like you know something bad re- something bad can continue to happen or something even worse could happen because in in terms of what Kazu was doing again like there like he could like he could kill him like really like that laser was like no joke you know what I mean it's like just the way that the way that they're so specifically in danger it's very heightened and I, I, I like that a lot yeah wow super cool yeah super super cool. Uh, jinx yeah yeah really really cool stuff oh sorry i'm just watching it again it's just like it just gets me every time man it's like this like it's the it's the arm on the shoulder like I, it's even just funny like just random like jokes and stuff like that but like i've done that to like, a couple of my friends before just like just just the uh, come from behind just like the hand on the shoulder and like oh what's up man type of thing but it's like that's what it is it's just like that that's um it's that friendship and i think it's just really nice to see that put so put so plainly but also without explanation do you know what i mean like just the idea of like that shot kind of in trouble and then like right as the worst is about to happen boom 
hand on shoulder. And like, it's not even just a whose hand is it? Like, you know whose hand it is. It's Ryu's hand. And then Shot pulls out and he's already, it's not only just that he's there, he's already about to defend Ken. Do you know what I mean? He's already in the process of doing that as the camera pulls out. It's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. It says a lot about the characters. Yeah. Oh, man. Oof. I know. Goosebumps, chills, yeah, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Funny thing is as well, there are two other trailers for this, which we won't get into right now, but like I could, but I won't. But like, yeah, they're, they're, they're both equally like interesting to me in, in different ways. I really, um, I really, really enjoy those two. And it's funny as well, because like the music that they've used, they've used like Hollywood Undead before, they've used other people, but like very, very cheesy music from like the past. But also again, like not even all that cheesy, to be honest. It's like a lot of it, it's very like emotional. It's very, it's very heartfelt. It's very well thought out, but it fits perfectly with the emotions which they're trying to convey here. So yeah, I, I always love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't, cheesy or not, doesn't matter. Like it's very sincere and yeah. it's, it's successful at conveying uh, those sincere emotions and to, that that's the most important thing. Absolutely, yeah. I'm glad that you enjoyed watching it too. So it's cool because we actually get to like share these back and forth as well. So I'm not sure if you had seen this before, but like obviously you know what the game is, obviously. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like it's just, it's just it's just cool to get other people's like opinions about this stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Oh man, we we could do a whole podcast specifically just on our like favorite trailers, right? Not even ads, but just like hone in on what were the trailers. Absolutely. That, uh, Maybe we could do that. Like, we, oh, we, well, we like got to do that. We got it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's like a bunch. We will definitely have to hit that up for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this is cool. Do you, do you want to do, do one more? Or sure, you sure. Let's see. Uh, I got one more that's going to be um, cool. hard to follow up yours, but. Oh, uh, don't worry about it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. I just have a, a, a couple things I want to talk about. Um, let's go. Okay. So. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm going to post this into our chat. I'm going to talk go. about just a couple game ads, not just one, but a few. Do it. Um, give, me, give me a few. So basically, oh like, wow, this is cool. Yeah, before we were talking about how, like, you know, in in, in the '80s, the '90s, um, if in in uh, North America, um, they expected to localize all the ads, right? And so, you know, a lot, a lot of these games that were real popular back in the day, um, you know, they, they were made in Japan. A lot of them had a very overtly like manga or anime aesthetic. Um, and, you know, they, they had appeal, but um, they really downplayed those aspects back then, right? So, you know, we talked about how like the Breath of Fire got localized into like an American comic book. There, there's so many like famous examples of like cover art that got totally changed, right? Like, uh, you'd have, you know, something like Fantasy Star with like these uh, super anime looking characters. And then the American box art would be like painted by like Boris Vallejo and they'd be all like jacked photo reel bodybuilders. Um, <laughs> so uh, I want to point out uh, one company went against the grain very early uh, and they actually advertised uh, the, the anime aspect you know, as a bonus, they put it in the limelight, and that company is Working Designs. Um, and I know they, they're pretty Ooh. controversial uh, over the years. Like, people have uh, questioned sort of some of their localization decisions. They had often um, put in, like, jokes that were never in the original or pop culture references. Uh, sometimes they go as far as to, like, tweak the difficulty of the game, even. But um, 
uh, that, that's a whole other subject. I just want to talk about how cool it was. Uh, let's see, with one of the first games I remember, uh, flipping through a magazine and just seeing like full-on anime art was uh, Lunar. So Lunar, the Silver mm-hmm. Star for the Sega CD. Um, that came out in Japan in 93. And um, I think it also came out in the US in, in 93. And yeah, like, uh, you know, they actually emphasized the anime aesthetic of it right like uh because mm-hmm. i think by then working designs had been around for a couple of years now they'd localized some stuff for the uh uh they and, and published some stuff for the turbo graphics cd and now uh, they were pretty confident that there was a, a big audience for this in the u.s so they just you know no more like redoing the art or westernizing it like it's just full on the original art uh be- beautiful you know uh cell hand-painted art and they just emphasized the actual game, right? It was just like, uh, um, uh-huh. even the tagline was like, oh, Sega CD owners asked, we listen, now it's here. That's referencing to how yes. like a lot of people wrote into magazines and they were like, we want this game. Mm-hmm. Like, we want this cool anime stuff, you know? And they, yeah, working designs, they 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 brought it. They, they, um, they emphasized that aspect of it. And Lunar was a big deal. Uh, that was that was one of the first uh, CD-based RPGs to come out in the West, and it had like these, you know, beautiful cutscenes and like full, full voice acting in parts, and you know, like CD sound. That was one of the features, right? Like it 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 wasn't you know just a uh, um, like uh, your 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 sound. Uh, the chip tunes, right? It was like a orchestra. Yeah, that was such a big deal. Um, yeah, so cool. Just so cool that they emphasize that. And then um, just as a follow-up, uh, Lunar did really well, you know? And so they were like, hey, we can keep emphasizing the actual, like, anime roots of all this stuff. And so uh, they also brought out in 94 a game called uh, Popful Mail, uh, which was this interesting, like, side-scrolling uh, RPG starring, you know, this this uh, this cool-looking uh, elf girl in a medieval fantasy setting and She's got her cool like '90s armor, and she's got like a little, um, little monster sidekick, and like her partner is like this young mage in a big, wide-brimmed hat. And again, like the advertising campaign fully embraced the anime aesthetic. And um, uh, you know, I I think this game actually originally came out in '91, but they they uh, since they were like, oh hey, like anime stuff sells in the U.S. They 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 brought it out in in '94, several years later, and yeah. I think working designs kind of helped lead the charge there where um, it was like, no, you don't have to take localization that far. You don't have to actually like change the aesthetic of it or, or misrepresent uh, what the game actually is um, to sell it to people. Just present it as it is like, uh, you know, the the anime art is it is actually uh, appealing. Right. Yes. So that's absolutely cool of them. Oh, that's so cool. I, I love when that happens, when, like, you know, just something's authentic self, getting the love that it deserves, and, like, the fact that people will be interested in it, it's always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then um, I just want to point out, like, around that time, there uh, other companies started to uh, leave the anime aesthetic in the game ads and stuff, too. Like, um, that same year, uh, KO uh, Flying Squadron came out for the, um, also for the, the Sega CD. I guess the Sega CD as a platform, uh, everything I'm talking about is this Sega CD game. Hmm. Uh, because they emphasized sort of the the, the cinematics and stuff, um, 
that was suddenly there was an avenue for these cinematic anime games to come out and that was a selling point that they mm. had these cool anime cutscenes and they left that intact in the ads so uh, ko flying squadron was brought out uh published by jdc in the u.s and you know it's got this uh, like super duper 90s anime looking girl um you know she's in like uh that uh playboy bunny outfit with bunny ears it's sort of a call out to um uh did you ever see otaku no video the the gynex anime about uh, like, anime it was like semi it's like pseudo autobiographical I, I don't think so i don't think so no uh, okay um they had a made-up anime within an anime uh what was it called i want to say it was like <clears throat> uh minky momo I, yeah Oh, no, no, sorry. Mickey Momo is an actual, <laughs> that's a real anime. They they did a parody of it in there. And then it was about like a oh. girl, a little girl that transformed into this like buxom lady in, in the, the bunny outfit. Ah. And KO Flying Squadron, I think, was riffing off of that. Um, and also off of uh, the famous uh, Daikon 4 opening that uh, Gainax did that, that uh, before oh. they that cemented them as a studio. So the main character, I think, was a riff on that. And um yeah, I just thought it was cool that they left that aesthetic, you know, intact. That that actually went from something they were trying to hide in the ads to something that they were emphasizing as a as a selling point. So, yeah, Sega CD oh, so cool. ninety four. That was kind of a turning point. Yeah. Gosh, that's sick. I, I love that stuff. Like, gosh, turning point media. Very, 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 very cool. Very, very cool indeed. All right, check this out. I got one more. I got, okay. I got one more for you. Before we wrap up the show here so check this out this one was a very very cool advert which always stuck with me something which i kind of wished happened in in real life when i was younger so check this out it's a pokemon advert just to wrap it up because you know your boy loves pokemon i have to talk about it I i'm can. sorry but i'm also not sorry i love it <laughs> so check it out so this was one for pokemon diamond and pearl and it was a really, really cool advert featuring tons of Pokeballs falling from the sky. Like, quite literally, just Pokeballs falling from the sky. So it's the rain Pokeballs one day. And different people from kind of, like, presumably all around the world, different kids, different people, different people from all over, to start playing and, like, just, like, enjoying the, the game and stuff like that. But on top of all of that, they're actively picking up these Pokeballs. And, like... I wished when I was like 10 years old or whatever, 11 years old or whatever, that this would like occur like in life. <laughs> just like the Pokemon <laughs> would just cool. randomly start falling, like just randomly start falling yeah. from the sky. It's a very short, like little advert and stuff. And they said Pokemon Diamond and Pearl for Nintendo DS and it just ends. But it's just like, it's just so nice. Just the way in which like you sort of see, you know, like what would that, you know, be like, like all of the, all of the kids just start to walk out of the, like walk out of the, um, out of the buildings that they're staying in or out of like the school yards and stuff like that or like there's a beautiful shot of like a young like girl running away from like her mom like just in terms in excitement just in sheer you know glee and joy at the idea of you know a uh, pokemon like balls falling out of the sky and stuff and yeah it's just it just reminds me of like that era of, of life and that that time and Aww. just you know that excitement in terms of just you know how much you know joy like pokemon used to like bring me and stuff and just the way that i would view it not even from again like not from the idea of like making like a thing that would come like in time and stuff like mm -hmm. i would like still like draw from my own stuff like that but like for in terms of like experiencing like pokemon as like a phenomena like this era like this time was like when i still kind of like had that in me so to speak so like i viewed it like as a child did as a kid yeah. would but like it just it, whenever i see stuff like this it just reminds me of that it's a very like 
it's, 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 it's carefree vibes. It's just like it's just nice, just like yeah. And there's an, there's an aura and like a wonder like about like the the wider world, so to speak, and like just you know being like oh what's out there, who's out there, I wonder what it's like out there, just all of that like all the time, just being you know excited and like I think that a lot of the imagery, even like the kids that you know looking up to the sky, like the the wonder on their faces, the kind of like oh wow, the silent kind of awe that you can like see in their expressions and stuff like also how again pokemon's uh, themes are always great but like they're always so like majestic as well they've always filled me with a kind of like sounds like it feels like a sense of like occasion do you know what i mean when you hear that do 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 do, do. Like, it, it feels very like important that like, you kind of you sit up straight you know what i mean like you feel like okay <laughs> right like something's going on something's happening like this is like important and it's like it's something which i've got to you know be like awake for be aware about be aware of and just be paying attention to it's a, it's a thing which i think a lot of people can relate to in that aspect i feel but on top of that it's just yeah super memorable i, I love this shot i'm about to post in now but yeah oh, like it's so good. There's just one of, the, of this of this, yeah, of this, like, little girl and, like, her, presum- presumably her mother, like, and she's, like, running away from, like, her, just, like, after holding hands and stuff. And, like, again, that's another thing, too. Because, again, I'm going to put on my, my English teacher glasses, right? It's, like, that's what occurs in Pokemon, right? In the games, in the anime, in the stories. Yeah. Like, the children, like, they, they grow up and they, they leave the parents, you know what I mean? To go, and, to go and explore the world and find out about who it is that they want to be, who it is that they are, what kind of adventures they'll have. But, like, that happens, like, here. You know, she leaves her mom's hand. She becomes, like, a like a little bit less of a kind of, like, dependent kind of, like, child. And essentially, she says, I'm going to let go. I'm going to run towards Pokemon. I'm going to run towards, you know, my dreams, my goals, my aspirations, and all of that. It's very it's very very nice yeah. and like i love the shot of the uh of the big what seems to be like a big open i guess like center like a like it's kind of like an airport terminal yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it looks like definitely. to me but like yeah, yeah it strikes it, me as an airport yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. But like, I just like that. Just the idea that like the fact that this is happening kind of like all over the world at once. <laughs> so presumably there's like, you know, kids in schools are all over the world. Like there's just people everywhere. And they're just like, yeah, they're just, you know, um, Pokeballs. It's raining Pokeballs. Did you hear? Like, oh, it's, yeah, it's raining Pokeballs. Let's go. Like, I was, it's like, it's like when the ice cream truck comes and they, it was like ice cream, like, yeah. oh, God, ice cream, like, oh, yeah. like, well, let's go get the ice cream, whatever. It's like, it's that same kind of vibe. Only yeah. I'm sure if it was Pokeballs raining from the sky, it'd be a, a very very different set of outcomes i'm sure but yeah like uh, i i like that i, I like I, the yeah. the um the fun of it yeah I, what do you I, think man i love that it's um it's a prestige ad right which uh, at this point in time now you know games are multi-billion dollar business they make even more money than than movies at this point in time now but so you start to see these mm-hmm. prestige type ads but this is one targeted towards kids right it's not it's not like yep. a luxury ad for adults it's it's for children. It's shot beautifully, right? It, it looks like yeah. it could be a, an award-winning movie, right? It, it's shot very tastefully, and it's so aspirational, and it's so yes. classy, but yes. I love, like you said, it, it's all about that genuine childlike wonder, because it's like, if you're a kid and you see this, you're like, oh my god, I wish yes. that would yes. happen. Yes. I wish yes. pokeballs would fall from the sky. I wish I could, you know, actually like release a a pokemon and go on these adventures and um i just i love the purity of that it, it's it's not messing around it's just like it, it's just like oh i wish that were would happen and then the really cool thing about it is like nintendo can pull this off with a lot of uh true gravitas because when that game drops that is how you feel as a kid right when you're finally like oh my god right. i can't believe the new pokemon is out and you know like 
kids all over the world would be rushing to get it. They would be simultaneously like playing the new game, discover picking out their new starters. Like, you know, it yes. is like an event, right? And it's it is that's super cool. And uh, was yeah. a huge event. Yeah, you go ahead, go ahead. Oh, just I, I, I think it's really cool how um, globally they were thinking too. Like, it, it's it's very diverse, right? It's not just like that earlier Nintendo ad. Uh, it's not just one country, and in the Mario Kart one, it's it's kind of a joke, right? But it's still talking about like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is a global game. But in this one, they actually do show kids from all over the world. You know, it, it, you're mm-hmm. looking at kids from all all these different countries, and it's yeah, it's just really cool. Absolutely, I, I love it as well because like you see you see comments. I'm just looking at some comments now. It's commenting from ten years ago. Like I remember how excited I was when I first saw this trailer for Pokemon. Now four years later, I laugh at how young I was back then. Still loving Pokemon though. It's like another one here. It's just like I want this to happen in Pokemon lol. Uh, po- Pokemon ra- Pokemon balls raining everywhere. Or I remember when I was a kid, I, I was I was so excited. I wish that this happened in real life. I'd be grabbing <laughs> a book bag and filling yeah. with Pokemon balls and, t- and taking them home to see what comes out. It's just like everyone's having the same feeling, you know. It's just like everyone's really like enjoying that. Like, um, and again, this is like it's a it's so funny. I'm finally all of the old trailers I actually like, used to watch. Like this video I've just shown you now from Joystick. This video is like 12, 13 years old. So like, this is the video that I first saw. Like this is the one. Mm. Like that I've just shown you now. Nice. But it's like yeah, like there are, there are just comments here that are like 12, 13 years old now, and just like. And then, yeah, it's just, it's just really, really interesting to see that the effect that this had of what it is that I'm talking about, how it is that I feel and felt back then, just being so accurately, like, sort of mirrored by people, like, back in the time, too. Because, like, that's another cool thing, too, to sort of, like, close on. I think it's, like, YouTube exists as a time capsule. It's like a digital diary, oh, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah. and, and a lot of the time when you get to see people's thoughts and feelings about various different subjects or topics or whatever, or even when you add your own, like, you're adding to, like, the collective, like, digital history of like, how people felt about a thing at a time. I think it's, it's like a collective, like, it's like a census and a diary and, like, a video diary all like, put together. It's, it's just so interesting the way in which, like, you know, like, some of the people that made these comments, like, they might not remember them right now, but, like, they made these comments and, like, these people are, pro- are probably, like, adults now. Do you know what I mean? They're probably, like, my age, like, a little bit older, a little bit younger, maybe. Like, maybe my age exactly. I don't know. But it's, like... It's really interesting just to think about the ways in which, like, we have these versions of ourselves that, like, still kind of, like, exist on the internet at a specific moment in time, reacting to a specific thing. And then we, like, leave that there and then we, like, move on from it. But we, we can, like, return to it. Like, not to the exact moment, not to exactly how we felt in at that exact time, but, like, a mark of that time still exists there and in, in those comments. And I think that's really, it's a very special thing, I think, especially about games like this, especially about moments like these. I think they're very important. So, listener, uh, I hope that you've enjoyed uh, Richmond and as a conversation here. We've had a really good chat about game ads that meant a lot to us and the trailers and ads, which we've genuinely enjoyed. We will be continuing the conversation with the rest of the crew and the gang when everyone's together and stuff. But I really had fun. I hope that you did too. Yeah, like this was great. Also, random, but like, I want to see if we can try and like link these because we need to get a little bit more active like Twitter-wise, I think. But I think we'll have to try and link a few of these underneath a tweet or something like that. We could get you to put together a thread or something. You'd, you'd kill it. You do. Uh, you <laughs> always do six threads. Oh, but yeah, yeah but... um. But yeah, like this was rad fun, and I really hope that everyone gets to remember some of their favorite game ads because I don't know, like one thing which I wanted to try at least like doing is like asking like a question. So listener, like you listening right now in your ears, in your in your actual ears, listening to me right now, what was your favorite game advert? Like I don't know, depending on where it is, we'll put this probably on our Twitter page. But like yeah, drop us a comment. 
post it, tell us about it. Yeah, like give us some back and forth. So yeah, what, what do you think? What, what was your favorite? What do you think of ours? What do you think of what we've, what we've mentioned? Did any of it really connect with you or resonate? Yeah, just let us know and stuff. But yeah, Richmond had a great time, man. Yeah, oh, thanks yeah, for having us on. super fun, yeah. Yeah, even, dear listener, if, if even if you're listening to this like several years down the line, you know, I'm, I'm probably yep. still online. Just shoot us a, a message. Be like, hey, I just listened to your podcast from like four years ago. Here's here's my mm-hmm. favorite ad, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll like, remember. Yeah, we'll start absolutely. this conversation That's what it's all right about. off. Like for, yeah, absolutely. From, from, as if we were just, you know, leaving off from here. Oh, man, absolutely. that was fun. Absolutely. That was fun so much fun ah. so so much fun i'm really glad that i got like a bunch of my favorite ones out I, yeah, i've yeah. managed to save a few for next time too but these were a bunch oh, yeah, of these yeah. were like genuine like favorites like that street fire cross tech and one like heartfelt stuff man that, that's like yeah yeah it's like part of like me right there so yeah Dude, good stuff great topic i i at first i was like oh, i don't i was like i don't know how much i could talk about it and i was like wait like i could just talk <laughs> on and on about all these like there's so much to mm-hmm. to, to talk about yeah so Oof. many Okay, so um, let's close things out. Uh, so uh, thank you for listening. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can uh, keep up with uh, our podcast on Twitter. That's the best place to uh, go for updates. You can follow us at the Art Eater Podcast. That's A-R-T-E-A-T-E-R podcast. Um, so yeah, uh, whenever a new one goes out, that will be the first place uh, that we will post uh, You know the links um, to, to, to the podcast. Uh, if you want to catch up on the uh, previous podcast, just head on over to rdeater.com. That's A-R-T-E-A-T-E-R.com. Uh, go to the podcast section. Everything we've ever recorded uh, is on there. Um, and yeah, if you're enjoying this, uh, you can follow me, uh, Richmond, on Twitter at R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D underscore L-E-E, Richmond Lee. Um, on there all the time. Just shoot me a message. You know, I'm, I'll, I'd be happy to to chat um and yeah uh, adam please let everyone know uh you know what wh- what have you been up to lately and how can they follow along how can they follow your adventures okay so yeah i've just been adventuring in the real world yeah just doing what it is that i do out here uh okay so everybody what's up what's good this was a ton of fun i'm really glad that we could do this hey, it's adam i'm pleased to be here obviously it's your favorite game and level designer pixel artist, and also international taekwondo fighter uh i did some coaching recently at a taekwondo tournament i'm going to be speaking about that a bit more but that was a lot of fun i did that two weeks ago it was a really really nice time i was just coaching some of the kids teams there and some of the teens nice and I'm going to be getting into my own uh, training patterns again. So I'm going to be posting some clips soon. I'm going to get back in the gym. I've actually just a uh, funny, funny little story, but uh, a friend of ours, uh, Mr. Sean, uh, he he's sending me something which will be helping out in that process, which will be revealed in the future times. But yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be uh, doing a bit more actual recording of multiple things, which I've got going on right now with regards to that. But yeah, uh, that was a ton of fun. Um, Oh, of course, we're going to be talking online on Twitter, obviously, which is what we just mentioned. But I go by AJ on there, but uh, my name's Adam. But you can just follow me over there at AJ Mattis, so A-J-M-A-T-T-I-S. I love to retweet and share all kinds of cool art and creative projects that I see. I also make different bits of pixel art for different people and also myself. But if anyone needs or wants anything pixel art related or anything work related regarding that, I'm active at the moment, so you can please get in touch. People have been doing this and it's really cool. And it's like genuinely, uh, it's nice. <laughs> it's nice people say like, oh, hey, what's up? I heard the episode. It was cool. I'm like, hey, thank you. So yeah, uh, if you good. want to hit me up over there on Twitter, that's cool. But yeah, if you like things I have to say, drop me a follow over there so you can hear some more of it. But yeah, I had a great time and take care. 
stay safe. See you next time. More ads coming. And uh, have a good week, month, year, life. Uh, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>